Rainbow Grocery, a worker-owned and operated food cooperative located at 1745 Folsom Street in the Mission District of San Francisco. Let's hear what locals have to say about Rainbow Grocery. Their bulk section is dope AF. I love their their variety of cheese. Hey, everybody, go to Rainbow Foods. Absolutely do that. Some Call Me Tim is coming up next. I know that I have a guest coming at three, which would be Jenner Davis, who has the new art program up, which is amazing. Come by and check it out. She actually has a show during the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival, 6 o'clock on Monday the 5th. It's called Jenner Davis Presents Stand-Up Tragedy, where we're going to be talking about her wonderful work and having comedians. It's going to be a lot of fun. So come on down for that. But she's going to be coming in at 3 o'clock today. I was supposed to have a person named Manish come in today, but I don't know who it is. And he booked a long time ago, and I don't know what's going on. So what I'm going to do is play a couple more commercials for you. And then we're going to do last week's Some Call Me Tim, which was really great. I'm just going to replay it with Keith D from uh, Valentine's Day. What a what a great show that was. We'll play that for the first hour, and then we'll be back with a live Some Call Me Tim for hour two. So, yay. Three parsecs. Tim'sTesseract.com Tim'sTesseract.com So you want to be a comic? It's not as easy as we make it look. But that's because Mutiny Radio has eight hours a week of open mic stage time for all your comedy workout needs. Strain those improv muscles every Sunday from four to six at Getting Sketchy with David Stolowitz. Press out those new jokes every Monday, 6 to 8 on Joke Workshop with 4-minute sets and 4-minute critiques from everyone kept positive by host Pam Benjamin. Pump those dick jokes every Thursday, 7 to 9 with True Hustle Thursdays. Hashtag THC. That's hashtag THCT. You want more open mics? Fridays, 6 to 8. Happy hour with guest host and George D. Smith. Pew, pew, pew. Four open mics every week at Mutiny Radio, brother. After work and take a seat at Asiento, a great place to meet friends, have delicious tapas and drinks, and relax with your neighbors. Located at Bryant 21st Street in the Deep Mission, Kitty Corner Block from Mutiny Radio. Come and get a drink during the comedy festival and enjoy happy hour pricing all night long with your festival ticket. A great neighborhood bar. Come take a seat at Asiento. The Rock 
Roxy Theater is San Francisco's favorite nonprofit art house cinema, bringing you the best, coolest, weirdest, most thought-provoking movies of the past, present, and future. Hands down, there is no better way to get your film fix than at this legendary historic theater. Visit www.roxy.com. That's www.roxie.com today for showtimes and tickets. Everybody should listen to Mutiny Radio at mutinyradio.fm. It's a great place. Updated every three parsecs. Timstesseract.com. Timstesseract.com. All right, we're just going to play that from last week. A couple commercials before that again. You'll enjoy them. And uh, we're going to be back at 3 o'clock here with Jenner. I'm Pam Benjamin, your host of Some Call Me Tim. I'm going to be doing, I'll be here. If you want to give me a call, I can always stop. It's just going to be a recording from last week for the first hour. But um, boy, am I not together today because I'm planning for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival next week. Oh, yay. Okay, enjoy. Monday, 6 to 8 on. Oh, well, we don't have to do those commercials again. Uh, But yeah, so... We're uh, putting everything together for the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival. 25 shows, five days. Really, really great comedians from out of town. Chris Post out of Boston. Hunter Donaldson out of Portland. Brian Plum out of Boston. Lila Hart out of L.A. Rebecca Rush out of New York. Cameron Minch. Maybe I should do her today. I'm Every day I do a little... Uh, I promote somebody on on all of our Facebooks and, and do a little bio and picture and all the shows that they're going to be in that you guys can buy to see them in these amazing shows. I think we'll do Mikey McKernan. Yeah, this guy's pretty famous. All right, everybody enjoy Keith D on some call me Tim from last week. It was a really good one. I really enjoyed it. He's a really interesting cat and you should uh, go see us tomorrow at the Buckhorn six o'clock show. Delicious food, good drinks, Texas lovely bartender, and really funny comics tomorrow. Jesse Hett's going to be there. He's great. Uh, Keith D's always hilarious. And I'm there because I bring Job Rocker Max. I bring the PA, baby. That's how I get on the show. All right, uh, here's Keith D. Here for the station, I get to feel like you're here every day. That was so fun to do it. Yeah, you're great. Uh, He's a comedian, but he's also a, a thinker, a philosopher. I would say that. Thanks. Yeah. Uh, I've heard that before. Sure. You don't consider yourself? You're really, you're a really smart guy. What's I with think that, about stuff. What's with that picture with you and Barack Obama? Is that real? Yeah, yeah. I um, met. I went to a fundraiser when he was uh, running for Senate. And uh, yeah, so I met him before he was even a senator. You know? Wow. Yeah. Because you, well, you both look young in that picture. Yeah, we do. I you looked look- really young. I, uh... Yeah, my uh, mom taught at like a private school and stuff, so we knew a lot of rich people. And uh, uh, yeah, it was an invite from a rich, rich folk. And uh, yeah, we, cool. it was pretty good. He, um, he was very magnanimous. Yeah, Is that the right word. Sure. Yeah, big. Well, he's <laughs> magnetic. He's magnetic yeah. too. He's like you just want to be like. Did you see him on the on the um, like things I believe in? I believe in Barack Obama. Um, did you see him on the thing with the David Letterman? Um, yeah, I did, thing. but I was with my neighbor, Cedric, who you've met, and, uh, 
at that last show, and he is a talker. He talks a lot, so right. he kind of talked through that entire interview. Oh. <laughs> I probably will rewatch it. But Yeah, it was, it like made me cry because he, he was acting so presidential. Yeah. I was like, I know. you are such a president. I know, oh, I was like, God. man, he is really well-spoken for a president. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, exactly. I mean, that's what kids will think. They'll be like, they'll think the president is just supposed to be wiling out on Twitter and stuff. It's right. like, no, it's, that's not what presidential means. Right, exactly. That's it's we're, we're just ruining the whole world. <laughs> so uh, usually I have people look deep into the eyes of Sparkle Jesus, uh, and I ask, do you believe in Jesus? Um, I, I, I don't know if Jesus existed or not, all right? Okay. And, uh, I feel like it would be easy to make up a figure like that based on, you know, the old, uh, uh, I don't know, other religious mythology. That sure pagan mythology a lot of his birth is surrounded on that um i think there might have been like a political guy who wanted peace at that time who they kind of based this character off sure, of sure 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 but do i believe he was the son do, of god doing magic tricks magic yeah moonwalking on water no i don't think so gotcha. the son of god i no that doesn't wait, do i think god impregnated a lady <laughs> right well i know and it, it's 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 a weird story it's like and supposedly God didn't even do it. He, an angel came and did it. But angels supposedly don't have any, have any parts. They don't have any sexual organs. So, I don't know. It's like well, God you told me a great seed. S- story about angels. Uh, oh right, uh, the Lot's the Lot's wife. Yeah, the Sodom and Gomorrah I don't story. Get yeah, no. You know, so here's my theory on that. If yeah. God did impregnate Mary, and you know, God, he's been around for what billions of years. So to him, thirty-six years. It could feel like less than three months to him. Sure, sure. So my theory is, if God did impregnate Mary, and then Jesus got crucified on the cross there, my father, why have you forsaken me? Well, I this is I wanted to get an abortion. She, <laughs> she wouldn't do it because she's Catholic. So you know. that is such a good joke. Why have you forsaken me? Because you were a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted her to get an abortion. That's hilarious. That's very, it's good theory. It's very funny. And you're a hilarious comedian. Uh, So what are things that you, we we know that you don't believe that, you know, you don't believe in Jesus. You know, he didn't, he was a silly little story. What, what are, what are things that you do believe in? I, I, I believe in higher power. Okay. I definitely believe in higher powers. Uh, You know, like gravity is a higher power. Uh, We don't uh, understand it. Right. And that's not a joke, like, there's, but, like, that's something that we've, uh, you know, we can, like, we've uh, discovered. It's sure. like gravity, we can, like, measure it and all that. But there's probably other powers we can't even measure, you know? All this fucking black energy or dark energy or sure. whatever that we don't even understand and, like... Black holes. Black holes, exactly. Yeah. Like, uh, the, you know, they're trying to accelerate particles into each other to, like, because if they smash into each other at the right time, then they can create a, a universe like that. Like, how our universe got started, they're trying to do Whoa. that kind of shit. So who the fuck knows? Ooh, yeah, I, right. There's t- totally higher powers out there that I, I, I think... Yeah, I guess, like, radiation would be a higher power. Yeah, exactly. Something that we kind of, like, know a little about, and we're like, hey, put it into x-rays, and we can see through our bodies and stuff. But, yeah, I mean... Superpowers. Right, that, that's magic. Like, wouldn't radiation be... It's like a higher power. That's a really great way to think about it, is that 
the higher power, uh, higher powers exist all around us. Radio waves? That's pretty fucking weird. And right. Cool. It's a, what is the cloud? What does that even mean? Yeah, exactly. That's a, you know bats. Bats they can they 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 see by hearing, right? Right. Sonar. So that means that should actually exist. Right. We're just not tapped into it. So you know who knows what other shit. Yeah, exists. and uh, you're right. Bats and also. Um, Dolphins. Oh yeah, they have dolphins. like echolocation. Yeah, yeah. So that yeah. shit clearly exists, but uh, there's whole worlds of things. It's that, a higher power. Yeah. That makes sense. I know, and we're like, oh, there's. Wait, let's put a name to it. Let's call it God. Why don't we just call it radiation or whatever? <laughs> 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 yeah, names. Trying to think of other higher powers, um, because yeah, gravity is what nine point. Everything falls nine point eight meters per second squared. That's because that's. Well, that's. The, when you're velo- or just when you drop something, that's what happens, or whatever. Nine point eight meters. Nine point eight meters per second squared. Well, that's I remember that from physics. I remember it. Oh uh, yeah, I don't know anything about physics. Did I, you go to college? Yeah, you I did. Went to college. I'm a substitute teacher um, right. part time, and I was uh, so doing got, a remedial math course. I was teaching. Yeah. And they were like finding slopes, you know, on like a graph. Sure, sure, sure. I, I forgot how to find a slope. Right, I with the like X an and idiot. the Y. I, wow. I was asking like uh, one of those the kids, like one of these retarded, not retarded kids, just slower disabled kids. Uh, uh, so how do you do this? Could you explain this to me? I felt like such an idiot. Isn't it like? X squared plus Y squared. Uh, that's a, I think that's a triangle. That's oh, okay, like a triangle. that's. This is just like. That's A squared plus B squared equals C squared. That's oh, a triangle. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I, you know, I still don't know. I remember that and one. I don't because you know what I was right when I was it. a kid. When am I ever gonna need to learn this stuff? When, when am, am I ever, ever gonna need to know this stuff? Never, exactly. never. Just, Why but, would you ever have to find the slope of a hill? You know, right. I, I walk up a bunch of hills. I never need to know the exact fucking measurement of it. Right. I guess unless you went into like. I don't know. You know when they stand on the corner with those weird little survey things and they stand there for a while and they do something? Maybe they're measuring the Yeah, okay, so there's some jobs where you might need to do it, but, you know, at that point, you're learning way higher math than just that. Sure. What's the highest math you ever took? Um, I think I took calculus. Okay. And I, I was really good in math, actually, but calculus was just one of those... Vectors. That fucked me up, yeah. Vector, it, vector. Uh, Watch your vector, vector. Vectors, but vectors, yeah. that in calculus, vectors fucked me up. Because I was like... It's just a point in space, but it's like magic too. It's like, why do we even, why do we need to know the speed of the, how fast the point is traveling in a direct, like, ugh. So that's one of my beliefs is fuck math. No, fuck that's, not, math. that's not true. <laughs> you know, but you know, people like scientists and stuff, they use math to find out the true nature of our reality. And I think that's important. The true nature of our reality. Yeah. That's a really smart way to put it. Because we don't know. Do we know what's going on? No. no it's... But, you know, people like Einstein figured some shit out, the, like theory of relativity, you know? Like... See, I think that it could be even more basic. You're drinking a cup of coffee. Who's the person that goes, I know what we're going to do. We're going to take this bean from inside a plant and we're going to break it and then we're going to roast it with heat and then, and then we're going to get it all oily and weird and then we're gonna grind it and then we're gonna put hot water over it and we're gonna drink it every we're gonna day snort it. <laughs> right, we're gonna snort it well that's the same process with cocaine too oh because it starts with a plant right. same thing like who goes yeah, like grind a bunch of this things. is the leaf that does this and this is what like what how did they figure that out how did they figure that Was out is there a guy just going sniffing every fucking plant like uh, grinding the leaves up and drinking it snorting it how did they know? how did they figure it? and it's like even like 
here in California, artichokes. Who decides, I'm going to go up to this weird prickly bush and I'm going to eat this part, but only, not the whole leaf, just like scrape off the... What the fuck? Who decides to... All of that. I makes guess they just like, didn't have shit back then. So like, all you have is the plants. Like, yeah, you're gonna eat all of them. I guess. Right. And then until unless get sick, and then you like write it down or tell some story. Don't eat that one. Right. And then they. Who was the first person to trip on mushrooms? That's what I want to know. That's a good. Maybe Jesus. No. Oh. <laughs> I think that like some of those mushrooms and like peyote and those kinds of things. I feel like the aliens left them for us. Like maybe they didn't exist where we are or there was maybe there was they brought them or they knew about them and then told people or something there's and those aliens are just tripping balls all the time yeah that's how they you know trans-dimensional space-time movement have you ever broken through on dmt i'm sure i okay so i've done dmt and i did not like it and i will probably never do it again but it was i talked to the aliens they came they tried to take me and i didn't want to go and it got very scary and people were filming me in the beginning and then they stopped filming me because they said that they thought it would be damning isn't the word it was anyways they stopped filming because i was freaking out but i remember my trip very vividly i was sitting at first i'm sitting on the couch and then i smoke this super super to the dome and then all of a sudden I'm on a playground on one of those weird, like, you know, they're made of triangles and they, they're like, when you were little, they're, it's a dome, but it's, oh, yeah, and yeah. it's made of like um, metal and it's like, I'm so I'm sitting on top of this dome and the alien ship is there and it's pulling the entire world into its like belly button, like center of its, yeah. right? And it's pulling and it's like, it was like technicolor string, like the world falling apart and going up into the into the spaceship and they're sitting there they're going none nothing you believe is real everything's a construct come with us come on the ship i'm like i'm not going on the motherfucking ship <laughs> so i'm holding on to like oh, you this gotta go with the trip I, I did not go so i'm holding on to the metal thing <laughs> and like my body is extended toward like toward the air like up toward and it's sucking the world the entire world is being sucked away by the spaceship and they're like come on come with us everything's cool nothing you believe is real but it's totally cool come with us why didn't you go why didn't you i go with did it? not want to go because i thought i wasn't going to come back oh yeah because i thought like this is it they want to kill me i'm dead i'm totally not waking up from this and then all of a sudden i was just sitting on the couch and i was like what oh everything's fine it'd been like 10 minutes yeah i should have gone yeah (laughs) and i got i was like oh and i was right back in the room with everybody and i was like oh hey everything's good and they were like oh pam you were crying you were on the ground i broke the top of the toilet like i crawled (laughs) into the bathroom and i like ripped the top of the toilet off the seat and broke it i broke a fan like i was like you're trying to hold on i was trying to hold on (laughs) so i don't believe in dmt i did not like it what is your you've enjoyed it very much um well yeah so like i think what you're talking about is you go into a different dimension right yeah and like so my whole thing is is that dimension there all the time or is it just in my head i think it's there all the time i'm I just not tapping time. into it right I you know so, so i i smoked dm so this was the one time i broke through it was i was in a like dolores park yeah and just this group of hippies am i not talking in the no, mic you're right good, you're good yeah and then uh, that's better than when you're that okay and good. then uh this uh group of hippies uh, had some and i i bought 
I bought it, you know, I paid the sure. money for it. And um, they they smoked it. They helped me smoke it. You know, they guided me through it. Right. And then um, I'm like, just, you know, fractals. The yeah. trees look like it's paper mache and all that. And then the girl who um, sold it to me goes, now reach into your pocket, pull out your wallet. And I was doing all that. She's like, now give me the rest of your money. And, you know, at this point, I'm getting all the information in the world. Like, money isn't, like, I, I, it, it, it's like, a, you know, you don't even think, like, money isn't, like, a, a big deal. So as I'm about to do that, and, like, Anna, I see her, I look in her eyes, and then I just sense, like, oh, she's trying to deceive me right now. Right. She, so uh, then I just put my wallet back in my pocket, and I just kind of, like, backed away, and I kind of got out of the park there. But, um... Yeah, it was. I, I was uh, getting all this telepathic information and stuff like that. But Ooh. now I can't. I don't know. Did, I don't remember you, it. Do you feel like it was alien? Like for me, I I specifically thought it was aliens. Like I was like, the aliens are talking to me. They are real. I I didn't see any actual aliens. I just felt like I was like tapping into a different dimension. Yeah. Um, the paper mache dimension. But yeah, uh, uh, there was a dog there. Like I could. Like the dog was looking at me all confused. Like, like I feel like the dog knew. But, you know, was, uh, I would do it in the right... I, I hear you got to do it by water. Oh. Because then the DMT molecules with the water molecules or something, the, the water spirits and the DMT spirits, huh. are, they, like, go together well. Right on. The, the water spirits and the DMT spirits. Yeah, I know that sounds like hippie shit. No, no, no. Shit, it's all good. Yeah. We love, we love hippie shit. Hey, everybody, you should... Uh, Jeremy, uh, Heterotopia just stopped in. You guys who listen to that show, that's every Monday from 4 to 6, Heterotopia. Check it out. World news. Awesome stuff. Always, always a great time. Oh, All yeah. right. Uh, we are back. We're here with Keith D. on Some Call Me Tim uh, talking about DMT. We believes in other dimensions. The other dimension is there all the time. We just don't tap into it. I, I think that's I think it. so, too. I mean, I really don't know, but I feel like it is because, you know, that shit... It, it's real to, to a lot of, like bats like my, my whole point with yeah. bats i come back to it it's like they are just seeing by sound sure so that means that's actually there right so well and there's that superhero character who is blind who sees with sound. oh yeah daredevil daredevil, daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah except then they put ben affleck in it and i was like oh i like to until ben affleck the tv series is actually pretty good the second oh. season you uh you don't seem you don't strike me as the kind of guy who watches a lot of tv I, you know, I never watched or read all that, those comic books, never did that, but um, yeah. I recently got into the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe. Ah. Uh. But, yeah, besides that, the only TV I watch is, like, comedies. Okay. So do you, you watch professional comedians? Um, do you watch, like, their specials or anything like that? Uh, some of them I watch. I don't watch every special that comes out because there's so many of yeah. them. But yeah. But if I'm, like, already a fan, I'll watch their new special, but... uh I, I'll just watch like you know the TV comedies or like the comedy sure. movies and stuff like that. Right. Um, that's one thing I really believe in is uh, comedy. Comedy? You, know, you believe in comedy? You think it's important? I think it's important. I think that's what I got. I just have to get laughs. Like I try to get laughs whenever I can. And also my philosophy. Even before I was a comic, my philosophy was fuck them if they can't take a joke. You know? Right. And you weed people out of your life like that. And I, I think. You don't need to be... Not everyone's going to like me, and most people don't like me. But, uh, <laughs> you know... But it, they got to laugh. Yeah, be, be able to laugh at it. That's probably Sweet Gail calling. Oh, not gonna yeah, take it. No? You want to take... You want to talk to yeah, Sweet Gail? Yeah, all right. Sweet Gail. I haven't yeah, talked to her in a while. Oh, the headphones? Oh, no, it's Martin Root. No. 
It's not Sweet Gale. Sweet Gale's oh, thing says private. That says Martin Roofing. I, we don't Martin need a roofer. Roofing. Let's, let's, let's fuck with them. Come on, let's fuck with them. Unless you actually need a roofer. No, but how are we? Uh, they, oh, okay. You won't be able. It'll be weird. You won't be able. Okay, okay, they're okay. not. They they went away. Good. Thank okay. God. <laughs> well, my favorite thing. This is another thing I believe in. Like uh, when creditors call me. I oh will God! Just fuck with them, and and now um, I think th- you have credit card debt. You have debt. Uh, yeah, I, I have debt, but they they won't call me anymore because I've just wasted so much of their time. And you know, after seven years, it just resets, right? Does it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So no. but what you have to do is when they call you, you can't admit it's you. When they're like, "Hi, is this is Pam Benjamin," you, you can't say it's it's you. You don't so have to I, say it's not me. I couldn't answer the phone. This is Pam. That's how I always answer the phone. Right. You also have to change your uh, voicemail message. Wow. But uh, that's the thing I didn't know because my I, I would live to fuck with these people. They call me, and the only way you can really keep them on the phone is if you admit it's you. You know. Right. Because otherwise they want it. Otherwise they'll try to hang up and stuff. But like I, I knew exactly. So so I, I. Who did you learn this trick from? Did you read well, it in a book? I, no, I just figured it out after they oh. kept calling me. And basically, okay, I, a credit score is an imaginary fucking number, all right? It's not a real physical thing. It's an imaginary fucking number. I don't believe in credit scores. So you're not going to threaten me. They, they threaten me, oh, right. we'll fucking ruin your credit score. Go for it. I'm going for the world's lowest credit score. You know? <laughs> and I just fuck I'd be like, how do you people sleep at night? Try, your, your whole job is to get money from poor people. You fucking, for yeah. fucking rich corporations. You, you, you know, just... Going off. Yeah. Because I love that. A confrontation where there's no risk of physical right. uh, altercation. And they totally deserve it. Their, their job. I, I don't give a their fuck. I you know, to feed my family. Well, how about you do something that actually helps society instead of stealing money from four poor people? Yeah. Fucking douchebag. So I don't. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. Because that's the thing. If you have a credit card, that means you don't have the cash to pay for something, which means you're poor. But it's not all. Cre- I never had a credit card in my life, and I probably never will because my credit score is so low. But uh, well, they'll give you a credit card. They just give you like a 18 or 19 percent interest rate monthly uh, combinant. So when you have a low credit score, you can get lower, lower interest because they know you'll pay it back. But. Otherwise, they keep you at a really high interest rate so that you'll pay it off every month and they try to scare you, but then it just keeps racking and racking and racking and racking. And that's when you say, fuck you, and then don't talk to them for seven years. (laughs) But but my stuff wasn't even credit card debt. It was like, um, it was, uh, there was a hospital thing. Fucking, that should be forgiven. That's not fair. I think I, I think yeah. hospital debt can't fuck with your credit score, but the creditors would still call me for the hospital debt. Sure, of course. And then it was shit for like unpaid, uh, y- y- you know, um, like uh, trains or whatever, unpaid tolls and stuff. Oh, yeah. They fuck come that. after you for that? Yeah. Well, that uh, I, that's when I because I looked at my actual credit report and. Um, most of it was stemmed from those kind of things. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it was never like I fucked over somebody real. I never like didn't pay my landlord or something like right, that. Right, 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 right. No, it was like all this other shit that um, basically fucking over the government. You yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, unpaid parking tickets. Well, right, unpaid know. parking tickets. Who? I don't fucking pay for a train. You know why? Why? The fucking train's late most of the time. I'm going to pay for that. <laughs> yeah, you taught me the trick about uh, when you're coming from Oakland, you can go down. You you take the elevator down to Muni and then just oh, go yeah. up and out. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of stations. That's great. The Balboa station is one of them. for, for That's for BART, right? Right. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, you can get out of 
paying for because yeah. you don't even have to go through the turnstiles because you just go down yeah, to just Muni take the elevator. and then you go out and they, they not all the stations are like not all the stations are like that no and sometimes the elevator doesn't work yeah that happens all the time but Muni know. if you're out there and listening oh you can also follow me on Instagram at RealKeith30 I got a lot of videos of me fucking with these Muni cops oh because yeah they have no power they have no authority when and you, but uh, are they trying to give you a ticket and you yeah, give them a fake yeah, name? Yeah, yeah. You're like, I don't have an ID. <laughs> I don't give I, I, I go, <laughs> they go, uh, one of these videos you can see on Instagram at RealKeyDirty. Um, they go, let me see your ticket, please. And I'm filming this while they're doing it. I'm like, oh, my ticket? He goes, yes. I go, uh, I got your ticket right here. <laughs> and I just give him the middle finger and flip him off. <laughs> and then I go back to his face. It's fucking great. At Real Key Dirty, that's like my proudest that's thing. That's awesome. I have like multiple videos of it. But did they, um, they didn't give you a ticket? You, they were, you were like, fuck you. They have no power. They, they can't physically restrain you. So basically, if you want to stick around and fuck with them, because like I said, I love con- con- confrontations with people where there's no physical um, uh, chance of physical. I guess in yeah. that case, there is a chance of, but they're not going to risk their job no, just because not. I'm pissing them off so much. <laughs> and, uh, but when they try to write you a ticket, what do you do? Rip it up and say, fuck you? Well, you if you don't want to fuck with them, you can just walk away. Just walk. No, let me see your ID. Don't have one. Uh, well, what's your name? You can just walk away. But if you do want to fuck with them, and this was my last. Oh man, I'm so fucking bummed about this. Uh, she, I, I just wanted to get this ticket. And also, uh, let me see your ID. I don't have one. All right, what's your name? All right, first name Gof, G O P H. She writes that down. Last name Uckerself, U C K E R S E L F. <laughs> she actually writes that down. <laughs> this is so stupid. She wrote down my name was Go, Go fuck herself. herself. <laughs> I, I just wanted that ticket so bad. So after she wrote that, I was like, oh, it's my dream. So I'm just like trying to rush the process. I'm like, all right, all right, give me the ticket now. She's like, don't, don't tell me how to do my job. <laughs> I'm like, I'm just trying to help you do your job better. All right. And then she's like, oh, what's your address? And I got too cocky, Pam. I got oh. too cocky, and I go, oh, my address, one two three Fake Street. And at that point. She she stopped writing it and oh, she wouldn't give me the ticket. Fuck. I know, I know. I, I should have just, brilliant. I should have been more clever. I should have been like 69420 Fugazi Lane or something sure, like that. Yeah. You know? Fuck, but uh, I'm gonna one day get a, a ticket that says go fuck yourself. That's really Because <laughs> I, really I put amazing. them on my fridge. I have one of these oh, uni tickets on my fridge. It goes, fridge. patron was disruly. Um, I don't know. It's just, yeah. Re- but it, the real cops, they never follow up with. It no, they have real shit to do. The, the, their whole thing is, <laughs> well, I'm calling the real cops. It's like, all right, go for it. I'll be fucking gone before they get here. Right. So well, that's why you, you don't spend 20, 30 minutes fucking with them because then there's a chance the real cops won't show up. You, you spend a good 5, 10 minutes fucking with them. When, you, you get your kicks and the real cops aren't going to show up in that time. That's amazing. Uh, Zach Wiseman's done the same thing where he doesn't pay and they're trying to give him a ticket and he usually gives them the name uh, Jackson McBrayer. <laughs> 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 or he gives them, like, I just think it's funny. Uh, yeah, I, I've never gotten a ticket because I always pay my fare anyways. Oh, like a sucker. Like, but I, <laughs> but I have a, I have a lifeline because I'm yeah, poor, yeah. so it's only like thirty eight bucks a month now. And oh, you still pay though? Of course, because you have to get the sticker. It's um, 
like that and you get your little tiny sticker. I see I'm unlike you. I believe in Muni. I love it. I moved to the city because of public transport. No, I do believe in Muni. I love it too. Yeah. That doesn't mean I have to pay for it. That's I mean and it should I mean it's another poor tax. It, yeah. it should be free. Like all the rich people can take their Ubers. We're on the motherfucking bus. The bus should be fucking free. Yeah, the, the, yeah. those rich people should be paying Look, I'm fucking helping the environment by taking it, right? Absolutely. So it's in everybody's vested interest that I take it. Absolutely. So uh I 100% agree. Yeah. It's just... I just, I, and, but you drive too. You're an amazing human being. You can, you're able to be responsible enough to have a car in San Francisco. That yeah, is a I know. That's huge accomplishment. I'm pretty proud of that. Yeah. yeah. I don't even get that many tickets. <laughs> Do you pay those tickets? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, you, I pay you have my, to, otherwise yeah, they take they, away your, otherwise they, they'll tow your car. I'm not, I'm not fucking yeah, with that. No, get, you never gotta get know the, what you need to pay. You can't just right. fuck off on every payment. Fuck on, yeah, yeah, you gotta pay everything. some shit. You gotta show up to court. Remember that kids show up to your court date. Otherwise you're just, you, you have a warrant for your arrest on some okay. dumb shit. Yeah. That's, that's really good advice. You believe in going, you pay attention to the law in certain circumstances, but then the ones that are bullshit, fuck it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but I, I guess go I'm, to your court date. Like, I, I don't guess I'm have just getting out. older, you know. Go to your court dates. <laughs> yeah. Do your community service hours. Do your community service hours. Get it done. <laughs> well, and that's why there was a warrant. I still can't go to Santa Maria County because that's where I got my DUI. And I turned in, I had, I did my 50, I had 50 hours of community service. And I did it with Planned Parenthood. And I, I gave away dental dams during the gay gay pride thing so I did like 50 hours and two weekends or something and it was really fun because I was yeah. I, I was at gay pride in San Diego and I was like dental dance from Planned Parenthood eat it up ladies let's go we got great flavor we got and I was like giving away dental dams it was so fun um and so they were supposed to write off my 50 hours and they never turned it in but it's the onus is on the person to check it up right. so I like never like checked on it and then I tried to go visit a friend in jail and they were like oh no you don't pass the screening process you have a warrant out wow. for your arrest in holy Santa shit I mean it's not I'm just never go to Santa Maria it's it's not that big of a deal yeah that sucks though I mean whatever those, those irresponsible <laughs> gays <laughs> right no it was just planned fear that's effect. something I believe in gay people are no I'm just kidding I love the gays of course yeah, yeah. What, what other Did, other are the gays actually using the, the dental dams because I don't think straight people do the la the, I mean I, I think they're great for oral sex because I don't like you, I get real you nervous put it in your mouth you put it on your vagina so that oh, you right. can lick or buttholes it's so that oh. you can do it's so that you can have the feeling of your butthole being licked without actually having people maybe get, you know, pink eye. Well, that's when you have poop in your eyes, pink eye, but yeah. like pink mouth, pink tongue. Pink, yeah. Or, I mean, I guess you could get, you could probably get like hepatitis something from, isn't there's gotta be some hep C I think you get from fecal oral. If, but that they have to have hep C. Right. Exactly. It. Well, just don't yeah. eat ass of somebody who has hep C. Right. Or use a dental dam because then it's no big deal. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it's the same thing if you're going down on a lady that maybe you don't know or, and you just, or whatever, you break you out the dental, the dental dam. <laughs> right. And so you can oh, I've never work. Thought to do that. It's like a, it's like a big flat condom, but they use them. They actually use them in dentistry. So like if you have say a herpes on your face and they want to keep your face clandestine or whatever, they use these. They stretch it over your face and they go in and work and it like leaves, they can put it over a tooth like so that all they're working on is that tooth and it's got like surrounded by all this plasticky stuff. 
that's why it's a dental dam. It's, dental, yeah, it's it's for dentists. I, yeah, but yeah. it's a great use for oral sex if you're if you're squeamish about getting herpes on your poo. Patrice O'Neill, the late great Patrice yeah. O'Neill, has a great joke about dental dams. Just, I'd, I'd rather get herpes than insult my way out of some pussy. Like, <laughs> the, oh yeah, well, what's that? Oh, it's just in case that your pussy is poisonous. <laughs> like you're not gonna do that. I butchered the joke, but you know. No, but it's still the concept. On is... the elephant in the room special, if anybody wants to check that out. I don't know nice. why I'm promoting comedians who are so much more popular than who are, are who are sadly no longer. Yeah, I think his family gets some of that money. So well, that's good. Are you gonna? Are you? Do you believe that you're gonna be famous someday? Is that the goal? Is the goal to be to have my keep d- dirty be, special? Yeah, my goal is to be a national headliner. Yeah, I want to do that. But like traveling, like the shitty kind, like because, yeah. like just around, like you do the Midwest, and you've got you're the headliner, and you got two opening people. You gotta, yeah. you gotta, yeah, you got a ten minute, you gotta. 20 minute and then you do 50 and that's the show yeah that's my dream you know as long as i'm doing that even if they're b and c clubs even if they're in like wyoming and shit they're triple runs from a national headliner and that's how i'm making my money that's yeah that's that's my dream and you and you did that this summer with bory does is yeah that but i was featuring money? i was featuring for david bory right. yeah. so you were doing like 15 20 minutes every, I, every I, night. I was doing between 20 and 30 minutes wow yeah like, Except that in Toledo, Ohio, they cut my time by 10 minutes the why? second night. What up? They didn't like you. Uh, the first, well, we did four shows there, you know, uh, it was Friday, Saturday, two shows a night. And the Friday, they, both shows, just they hated me. I, I can't even explain but it. But it doesn't it was, matter. You're not the head, you weren't the headliner. They were, no, no, no. no. And, yeah. you know, they, they went home happy because yeah, 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 David yeah. killed it. And, yeah. you know, just also, <laughs> if your feature bombs that hard, you just make fun of them. And then they're all already on your side. You right. know, and so. you don't want your feature to be too good either. Because then what if they remember the feature and not the headliner? That's no good. Yeah, well, um... I, I, I think that's the mark of a weak comic who's somebody who doesn't want their feature to be too good. Uh, like, the, the really great comics will try to have, like, that, really great features. Sure, sure. And, um, <laughs> and I don't think David picked me because I'm a weak feature, I think. You know, uh, we're good friends. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. He knows that I, I do a good... So, and, yeah, you know, absolutely. The other show, I'm, I'm just talking about this one, uh, Toledo, Ohio, well, four shows in Toledo, just because nobody wants to hear about the time you killed in, like, Syracuse. Right, you know right, I mean? right. Peoria. Yeah, yeah. nobody cares I about murdered it. in Peoria. <laughs> they want to hear about how you just ate shit. That's, how, that's right. what's yeah, interesting to people. But uh, what what was it that you ate shit about? They didn't like they didn't I, like I your abortion jokes. They, they, I'm not gonna keep it. I love that joke. <laughs> yeah, I love no, it when you close with I, it too. And then the give it up for whatever you choose is fucking brilliant. Give it up for the troops, no matter well, what. Well, that was the only it. time they clapped during my entire set was because they had to because it's the troops. <laughs> it's the troops. You force them into it. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I even asked because you know this one guy was yelling, "You you're not funny. You suck. Get off the stage." I'm like, "What? At what point did I lose you?" He goes, "From the beginning." <laughs> Like, I was like, uh, they just didn't like me. I guess, you know, at that point in the tour, it was like probably halfway through the tour, I was coming on stage with my prescription sunglasses on. Right, right. A glass of wine and then a shot of uh, whiskey or bourbon. Yeah. So I had all these kind of props. I was kind of prop heavy in my act a little bit. So maybe that. It's just a weird thing. You know, you, you see some brown dude with sunglasses and yeah. two drink. Like, it's just a, a wine and a whiskey. You know, it's just like, I, maybe it just like puts the audience. Those kind of 
of audiences in those fucking places like Toledo. <laughs> at the, you know, the Toledo Funny Bone. Great club. I'm not trashing it. But those fucking audience members who show up. It's not even in Toledo. It's in uh, a, a suburb just outside of Toledo. Uh, what, what's it called? I don't fucking remember, but it's like... Uh, so you, anyway, those, you don't those believe in Ohio. They want to see a brown comic come up and be like, Well, uh... You know, my uh, foreign parent sounds like this kind of a joke. You oh, know right, I mean? right, right. And then you do the stupid Indian accent. Yeah, they, they yeah, want to yeah, yeah, they, yeah, they yeah, see you do like your race material. And I don't, right, that's right, not, right, I don't right. have jokes well, like you're that. Ambiguous, you're ambiguously brown. You're not right. that brown. Well, no, but they, 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 some of them might want to see me do Mexican material, which sure, I'm not Mexican. Sure. Well, but you wear the poncho, so <laughs> it makes... <laughs> I wasn't wearing it on stage. Wearing the, right, because yeah. you weren't wearing it on stage. <laughs> I'm wearing but, the poncho because I'm a hippie, not a Mexican. <laughs> but you could be you could be Mexican. You could be seen as Indian or even Puerto Rican, Filipino. You could definitely go Filipino. No, I've had a Filipino lady at my Walgreens think I was Filipino, and I've been going there for like years. Yeah. So, but yeah, anyway, my, yeah, because You're then the host, brown, yeah. so then the host of the show, uh, after my sets, he's like trying to clean up after, because everybody hates oh, me, so he's like yeah. trying to clean up. And then, uh, he goes, oh, anybody want to guess what race he is? And then like, you know, so he would do that. So, but then the last show, the, the fourth show. So then the second night, I just get the light early and I know it's early cause I know at what point in my right. set I'm at. And nobody told me. Nobody told me they were cutting my time. I just saw the light early, and then I asked them, like, "Oh yeah, nobody told you yet." Yeah, the the, ma the manager decided to oh, give more time, time to the host. Oh. <laughs> so then I I, I sabotaged the host my last set. Um, I uh, <laughs> I threw do, him under I, the bus. I, I steal his joke about me. I go, "So uh, anybody want to guess what race I am?" <laughs> and well, like while well, he was out in the bar, you know, yeah. so he didn't hear me say that. Oh my god! So he came up and did the so same then thing. He comes oh, up and does the that's same so thing. Funny. <laughs> and they're so like you yeah i love that in a sh in a show or in a it only happens at open mics really but when someone does the crowd work and they've already asked the person the same question yeah. but the someone's just not paying attention and right. they ask that person again the same fucking question it's like well we were all here paying attention and clearly you weren't it, it totally it, fucked his uh, it's yeah. totally fucked his transition so, setup but yeah, fuck that guy <laughs> fuck that guy you believe in but you i mean you're not a malicious person are, are there any like do you have any like like maleficent or like bad behaviors that you're just like oh, I yeah. relish I relish in this of course evilness. I'm a blackout drunk <laughs> oh there we go I've okay. done so many terrible things said no I, don't, I haven't done th I just said a lot of terrible things that I'm like ah, I wish I hadn't said that on stage or in real life both both how often I mean I black I'm a I'm a blackout drunk too but but the diff the thing I'm lucky though in that when I black when I black out and when I'm, I'm still alive, like I talk to people, I don't remember it, but yeah. I don't remember it, but I was awake and I was around. People say that I'm just really happy and smiley. And instead of talking a lot, I just get really quiet and I just sit there and smile and I'll, ease, I'll either like <laughs> sort of rock a little bit in either a standing way or a sitting way, but I'm very nice. That's a good way it's to a, black out. Yeah. I, uh, well, sometimes like, you know, I'm, I'm happy and funny and stuff, but I, 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 I so I'm trying to work a bit out like this, um, where my blackout self is like a, like a vigilante <laughs> kind of where, where it'll just like right wrongs. My sober self isn't even aware of exists. <laughs> You know, right, right, absolutely. <laughs> it's like your your uh, your blackout self goes to the alternate dimension that exists and t takes care of business, right? And then comes back. Like I'll give you an example of a recent thing that I'm ashamed of. Uh, I'm not, I won't tell it, use any names. 
because I don't know if she wants a business put out like that. But uh, anyway, um, uh, I do a show in Oakland. Um, and then uh, there's a comic who's like talking very loudly during my set. Yeah. And I kind of, you know, call her out for it on stage, whatever. And my set. Never even think about it after that, right? Sure. N- literally never think about it again. And then about a month later, <laughs> I'm back in Oakland doing a show. And um, the show starts all late, and we're getting free drinks. And I just get blackout drunk before the show even starts. I don't even remember my set. Wow. The yeah, only way I even know sometimes. about the story, because I message the host, like, hey, hope I didn't fuck anything up. And he goes, well, you were... Uh... So I guess that, that comic was on that show, too. And then <laughs> I decided I'm going to get even by, like, yelling at her during her set. And, like, just being, a like, a heckler. But just, like... I think I, I called her a cunt or something. <laughs> like, just, like... Yeah, just terrible. Like, that kind of shit, I'm just, like... Yeah, that's... that's uh, sure. Well, during a show, I mean, if you're an audience member, and whatever. I've yelled... I. Well, then I had to follow her. Oh, then I was up fo- next. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's very so, You sabotaged yourself. Uh, yeah, I guess so, because then the audience already hates me at that, that point. It was Keith D. Keith Dirty and <laughs> Keith Dirty. It was like yourself. That's a, the, writing wrongs to yourself. Right. <laughs> but, like, literally, like, like, when I heard that... I instantly know, oh, it was because of that incident from right, there, but like, right. I, I, I never, <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, it happens to me a lot that I don't, I'll have sets I don't remember, but usually just at open mics. If, if I'm really booked for a show, I don't usually get too tanked until after, so, yeah. but if I, if it's an open mic and I don't give a fuck, I mean, especially when Brainwash was open, they gave me so much free beer. I was drinking like... When I'm on my second, when I myself am starting my second pitcher, yeah. and I know that I'm going to get through it at the end of the night, if I don't perform before that first pitcher is done, I'm fucked. Like, there's nothing, I'm not going to remember. It's like, what's even the point of going up? It's like, did I, did I tell Jeff? And I would, I would like wake up in the morning and feel shitty and be like, Jonathan, did I tell jokes last night? Oh, that's the worst and he's like, yeah. I'm like, uh, and he's always way too kind because I'm like, when I'm that wasted, I get slur. I slur. I just sound dumb. Like I can't. Re- I don't even know. I've heard myself like when I've been that drunk, and I'm just like, oh god. I try to. I try to do jokes, and they meander. Yeah. Yeah. You go. You then, go back into it, and then you go like, I don't know. It's so bad. Like it, sometimes I'm, I just like yell at people in the audience. Like if I'm blacked out, I. That's why I'm not gonna go back to Texas for a long time. Not just sure. because I got arrested at my friend's wedding last time I was in Texas, <laughs> and had to do a bunch of fucking community service and. Uh, AA meetings. The community service was great. I did it here. The at community Mutiny service Radio. was amazing. You helped us out so much. <laughs> Seriously, it was great. Thanks, thanks you for were, letting me do that. And you being on Joke Workshop was one of the best joke workshops. <laughs> and then I had another guest, Eric Escobar, out of LA, and he was amazing too. He took nice. notes. He took it seriously, like you did. Nice. And it changes. For pe- people are like, whoa. And having just another perspective that isn't one of the usual people is huge. So you were like. Oh, thanks. Yeah, that was fun. I, giving back I to your able to give back to, to your fellow comedians because I was court order too. But you know, it still yeah. feels good. But um, anyway, what was my point? You were oh, saying you're not going to go back to, to Texas. Texas because um, also the day before the wedding, I got that was I got like off the plane. It was like a 10 p.m. show at the Velveeta Room, which is like a nice like small comedy club there. And um, I had like a 10 p.m. set, but you know, I was just drinking on the plane, drinking Yay. when I got there, and then. Uh, 
blacked out. Don't remember that set. <laughs> but, uh, oh. I asked my friend who was there. And he was like, yeah, you were just kind of yelling at <laughs> the audience. <laughs> and then I messaged the booker like, hey, man, sorry if uh, I fucked up that show. <laughs> and then he just didn't get back to me. <laughs> so wow. I was like, all right, well, I'm not going back to Texas for a little while. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but you know, was, it, was it in Austin? No, yeah, it was okay, in Austin. Austin. Yeah. yeah. Uh, they have, I guess they have a pretty cool comedy scene out there. They do. Yeah. That's unfortunate because I go there like every year or every other year. And, uh, Just don't go back to Texas. Well, and you do, you believe in Sobertober. You do that every Sober year. October, Sober yeah, October, yeah. I couldn't do it this last October, but um, I had too much like drinking things I had to be drinking for right. in this last October. But yeah, I try to do that every, every year. Just take a month off of drinking. I was trying to apply uh, marijuana smoking to it. Yeah, marijuana's the best. I, I, I could never stop smoking marijuana. I know. I, that's the thing. People say, oh, weed is an addictive. Yeah, it is. Try not smoking. Yeah. Try, try not smoking for a day. Like, I, why would I want to? The life would be so boring and pale, just well, lackluster. So my, my thing is, I just want a different perspective sure. at this point. Because, like, I've, you know, since I was, what, 17, been smoking weed pretty much every day. Yeah, yeah. Um, unless there were periods where I had to be clean for drug tests or whatever. Sure. But, yeah. And uh, so, you know, it's just like, I kind of want to experiment with sobriety at this point. That's After really 13 good. years as, you know, when it, 13 years of being sober, my first 13 years, I was like, well, I want to experiment with drugs now. Sure. Now I'm like, I kind of want to experiment. Just see how my thinking is, you know, but well, it's so boring. I, it is so boring. See, now that's the thing is I, I stopped drinking for a little bit um, because I thought, oh, my life choices are getting to the point where I need to start making different choices but then I realized sober I make stupid choices too like it does it makes no difference it doesn't matter if I'm drunk or sober I still make really poor life decisions how do you feel affects your comedy when you're sober um so I don't think I ever do it completely sober um I usually have at least one beer I try not to have more than three beers if I'm going to perform. If I have one to three, it's the sweet spot. It's the same thing like playing pool, right? If I yeah. have one to three beers, I can play pool. Totally. But if I have more than three, I, I can't even see the... I don't even know what game we're playing. Do you know right. what I mean? Yeah. So it's the same thing with comedy. Like, I'm never... Like, I've been blackout on stage. And now... And I know that's gentrymental. But if I have one to three beers, sometimes I'm better because I'm a little looser. You're, yeah, you're into your material more. Yeah, and I'm and I'm feeling more with the audience. Like, exactly. I'm, I'm vibing more with them and I'm thinking about them. And I already, like, know... Like, I feel comfortable enough in my material that I can be engaged with the audience. So I think that's the difference. When I'm completely sober, I think I'm a little bit more, like, tight-fisted. But it's more like tap dancing and performing do you know what I mean? it's more like i'm doing a script and you can tell mm-hmm. it's like these are my and, and my jokes are a script and i say them the same way and i they're written in a specific way a lot of them and that's just the way they're performed yeah but the difference is when you can like george carlin it and make it seem fresh even though you've said it you've said that script a thousand times totally. but you still make it fresh that's so al- that's where alcohol helps that's where alcohol helps because it it's like I know the script, but it's still like, what's gonna happen? Do I like yeah. I'm? It's almost like I'm thinking as fast as it would be if it was natural for me to say those things. I don't know. It's an acting trick, I guess. Yeah. No. I. I that's this is one I'm struggling with because like when I do sober October, like by the end of it or like the even the middle of it, I, I've noticed my like sets getting like 
like uh, real tighter you know yeah. what i mean just like uh and I, i'm just a little bit sharper my like responses to audience uh is a little bit tighter but then i have really great sets if i'm that like you were talking about that perfect level of drunkenness where you're into your material and yeah you, old jokes are still funny to you right 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's why this is the cab <laughs> why are you driving a cab <laughs> yeah yeah that's more be- yeah. any drinking joke is more believable and- yeah i i want to do a show uh it's called carlos mencio's jokey where people <laughs> oh, yeah. people in the audience can actually do sets like from they can dane cook or fucking bill cosby or whatever yeah. but the comedians that are booked you write out your set for someone else So then you'd switch material and read their, basically you just have to write out all your jokes and they just read them and we'd, I'd give people a couple days ahead of time. So if they wanted to practice it, they could. There are some people who I wouldn't even need to read their script. I could just do their. Right. I I feel the same way. I know a lot of people's jokes. Yeah. (laughs) I've seen them so many times. Yeah. I mean, I haven't even seen Holmgren in forever and I can still do his cat eating the face joke. I I feel like I could do a 10 minute Holmgren set. (laughs) See, that would be a good switch. I think I could do a Luke Lockfeld set. I could do a Luke Lockfeld set. The the way they're (laughs) rubbing their hands together. Yeah. I wanted to do a set for Tony Sparks' birthday or something where I did one joke from all the comedians I knew just from memory. So my set was like, an homage to everybody, but I never like, oh. did it. I should have. That would have been cool. Whatever. It would have been a lot of work, too, though. I know. It would have been a lot of work. I got to do a roast show. Ooh. Yeah. I'm, uh, I, after roast Samantha Gilwade, who I like, you know, we've... Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's going to be hard, like... Because we don't really like make fun of kids. Hang Doesn't out she have a, a, yeah, she she have a kid? Kids. Yeah, yeah. Make fun of her being fun of, a mom. Like, bad yeah. Mom jokes. Well, well, I mean, and, and you can even make fun of her in a in a fun and a sexy way like talk about she's you're making fun of her because she's like too hot to be a mom or too hot to be a comedian or something and be like <laughs> so, like it's like you're making fun of them but you're making fun of them in but a way in that's also climate that sounds so sexist you know what <laughs> i mean that's what's funny about it too like look at you <laughs> feminist talking about dicks in your mouth but, or whatever i don't know you could it's a roast yeah, so you get to be I like know, you get to be mean and nice at the same time i, I mean know. even the concept of being roasted i don't who chooses, like, who chooses to be roasted? Like, I wouldn't even, I can't even think of, like, I don't know, that's funny. I mean, I think you being roasted would be hilarious. Well, she has to roast me. So oh, that's, that's uh, yeah. I see. So it's like a show like that where... Right, everybody... And there's, like, a drunk and stone theme to it, so I have to be drunk roasting, which actually Ooh. might help. Yeah, absolutely. And she has to be stone roasting, so I guess at some point I'm also got to roast stoners. Wow. I think that's how that works. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't understand roast battles very well. I don't. But yeah, I, I got it. Being mean. Stuff like that. What, uh, so what else do you believe in besides comedy? Make somebody laugh every day. Uh, well, yeah, no, if Jesus. I can, I, you know. I, I <laughs> Especially not a muni cop. They never laugh. They never <laughs> laugh. <laughs> Flip them off. Yeah, fuck the muni cops. <laughs> they have no authority. That's something I strongly believe in. Yeah. Um... Let's see, uh, in terms of, uh, hmm, I, I feel like free time is more important than money. Oh, that's something I'm a big believer in. A lot of people choose money over free time. I'd rather have more free time because I'm, so here's the thing. I'm good at entertaining myself. I think I believe people should get good at entertaining themselves. Yeah. 
because you know some, where, where it doesn't take money you know to like keep yourself entertained so sure. like you don't necessarily have to have cable tv right. or, or go to a movie or something maybe you have a guitar or something and then you, you play that or you have some kind of thing where you can create the entertainment sure you know and uh some uh, strong believer in that but wait what yeah, we want to. You want to. We want to. We want You have a free time. Free time right, is more right, important right. than so, money. So then, if you can entertain yourself, what do you? You can just uh, entertain yourself in all the free time you have. You don't need a bunch of money to right. like be spending on shit that to entertain you. you well, right. Why else do people work after you cover your food and your housing? Right. It's all just for entertainment. Right. So if you can cut that down by entertaining yourself, yeah. then you don't need to work as much. I use I use food as entertainment. I yeah. Mean, so it's like, ooh, I'm eating something special. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I, stamp witches are the best. Oh, food, yeah. food stamp where's, the, where's your go-to food stamp place? It is uh, Gus's on here on 17th and Harrison makes a great sandwich for 7.49. Oh wow! Really great sandwich. And if you get them on Tuesdays, it's double stamp day. Ooh. And when you get eight stamps, you get a free Sammy. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, huh? and then it could be hot. So I only have cold food stamps. Oh, you so gotta get the hot food stamps. I can't. I have a kitchen. Well, oh, yeah. you don't have to admit that on the radio. You know, oh. you, that's you know that's just for the radio talk. But you know, if maybe your your, your stove doesn't work, ah, you know, maybe you're uh, you don't have a refrigerator that can plug in because your electricity is messed up. Right, I see. Yeah, <laughs> I like this way of thinking. All of but these because if you get off, it opens up to so many great places. Like, um, there's this place. Uh, on Geary and Hyde. Mm-hmm. That's right around the corner from my house. It's called Los Hermanos. I'm, have you Los ever heard of it? Los Hermanos. Uh, it's, um, is it is it in it's the right next to that Domino's? It yeah, it's like it's in the um, it's in the, it's a store. Yes, 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 and it's yes. It's also a Mexican food thing. It's, right. like, it's delicious. They have great, 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 great burritos. Yeah, it's incredible. I, I yeah. love their quesadillas, and and you can like get it in different wraps. You know, so yeah, like you can yeah. get your quesadilla and a chipotle wrap, and it's incredible. Los Hermanos, four six eight Geary Street. If you're in the San Francisco, check it out. Tip them well. It's really good. But they accept hot foods. I, I don't have it anymore. I don't get hot food stamps anymore. But yeah, they accept hot food. Oh God, I love my food stamps. It is. And then there's this place in um Bay on like Bay Shore. Mm. It's um. Uh, a New Orleans style place. Ooh. It's called Queens, Louisiana, Ooh. and I. It is better than some restaurants I've been to in New Orleans. Wow. It's, yeah, not but all of them, but it's better than some that I've been to for sure. Sweet. Yeah. All the special, like weird tips. <laughs> yeah. I wanted to write a. Uh, like a food, st- like a, like be like a food stamp food critic. That is know? a great idea like for like broke ass Stewart's website. Oh or something. my god, that's such a good idea. Yeah, I thought that was very good. That's really funny. You should. That's a really good I idea. I should pitch that to him, huh? You should. That's really, really funny. Yeah. But now I'll feel like a fraud because I'm not on food stamps anymore. Oh, right? I well, everyone's security. a fraud. Come on. Hey, have you heard about this new shit where Trump is all like, oh, we're not going to give them food stamps uh, on a debit card anymore. We're just going to give them a box of food. Have you heard that I shit? I haven't heard that. When is he? That, Fucking that is ridiculous. Bad. Yeah, they're, they're talking about changing it so you can you don't get your um, snap card anymore wow. they just send you a fucking box of like uh, Velveeta cheese seriously just fucking bullshit ass food it's like what the fuck but we should be able to everyone should have access to food that's just so it's just so unfair because 
I work really hard. I just don't make any money. I'm sorry as an artist. I work really hard. As an, you do too. You work incredibly hard as a stand-up comedian. You do the grinding. You go out. You're trying to make people laugh. You're writing. Your job should be monetarily valued. And in our society, it's not. And no matter how hard you work, it's the same thing. We're just, and you're a teacher, which is not a monetarily viable profession. And yet somehow you're lesser of a person. It's not... It, uh, it makes me so angry that they say because I've I've taken like I went to uh, Whole Foods once and I bought some foie gras because we were going to oh. eat it in the park and it was just a foie gras terrine and it was like two fifty worth of foie gras it was nothing right and the lady looks at me and she goes foie gras with food stamps oh, I don't want to be like fuck you fucking just because I'm poor doesn't mean I don't have good taste seriously and, and for the Price and the calories, it's actually a pretty smoking hot deal. Fuck that, you don't even need to justify that shit. Well, and even when, so lobster is like $9.99 to $12.99 a pound to get them live or whatever, which is the same price as beef or anything else. Why, if you're poor, should you not have, why Why should you not have access the to whatever food you want? At, at Whole Foods, yeah, she was like foie gras with food stamps. Like that she and she gave disgusting. me, I, she gave me that look, and I was just like, because at, at Whole Foods they shame you. At Trader Joe's you just use it and you just tell them the machine. No, Whole that Foods it's, they make you tell you beforehand. They make you tell them. They I shame ha- you. I have a story about that. Uh, it's so I, when I was on food stamps, I go to Whole Foods and I'm, you know, using my. But I know the drill. So and I'm I'm not ashamed. I'm a comic. I've, yeah, I'm I've bombed for thirty minutes in front of a room full of people. It's hard to be embarrassed by shit at this point in yeah. normal life. Yeah. You know, so, like, I, I don't care. I'll loudly announce it. I don't give a fuck. I'm proud of it. Yeah, I'd rather get taxes than pay taxes. Why am I ashamed of that? You're the one paying taxes like a sucker. I'm the one getting taxes. Anyway. Uh, so, but, yeah, I loudly announce it. I'm like, oh, I'll be using my EBT card. And she goes, oh, th- thanks for telling me that. Uh, thanks for telling me that. Uh, I'm like, what, uh, you mean some people don't tell you that? She's like, yeah, some people... Uh, they get all uh, like uh, huffy about it, and then I'm, and I can tell that she's, you know, and these Whole Foods people, they would be on food stamps except they had fucking got like their dad's money, you know, like they're, sure. they're fucking like come from rich people, you know, they're fucking like white people working at a grocery store, like <laughs> it's not like Whole Foods is paying them like enough money to not be on food stamps, you know uh, what I mean? Pro- I mean, I'm sure they actually Whole Foods probably pays them. Uh, probably pays them like more than minimum wage. When the minimum wage in the city is fifteen bucks an hour, right? Anyways. So, but they probably they probably make twenty two bucks an hour. But anyway, like, I could sense that <laughs> she, she was, was having she entitlement like, issues. She didn't like uh, the f- whole food stamp thing. So then I'm like, because I'll play both sides just for the sure. conversation. I don't give a shit. So uh, I go, <laughs> oh man, yeah, they they get free food from the government, and then they're gonna have an attitude about it. She goes, exactly. <laughs> Like she forgot that I'm using food stamps yeah, myself. She forgot. Yeah. <laughs> well, people, I mean. She was like so on my side when I said People that. look at me. F- I, I am a proud food. I think everyone should have. I think food should be. I think food, health care and shelter should be available to all people. No matter where. I think that we should have something in the entire world called like basic or universal. Where this is what, no matter what, at least you can have this yurt and 
you, it's like as a human being, you get to not die from dysentery. You get to be warm and eat food. You should, there that's, should be. That's basic. why we have a government, right? Right. To make Isn't sure that, that we don't, otherwise, why do we even have to pay those fuckers? What are we paying I them for? Because I, I don't understand. Because they're not even making or doing. That's the thing that makes me like, is when you're actually creating something and it's just not even valued at all. Right. It's like. Uh, well, that's how art goes. People right. don't value art until it's like uh, a bunch of people value it. Right. Then they start paying money for it. But, you know, it, it could be great art, but unless, like, there's a shitload of people who value it, then... But remember when we were little and they were like, do what you love and draw and paint and take your electives. And my parents were like, dance, take dance, be a baller, do whatever you... Like, it was all like... Art and piano like <laughs> and 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 your parents weren't like that. Well, I, I took piano lesson, but they were also very about like do your schoolwork, right. go to college. Right, 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 right. But they, my parents were like, go to college and be an artist, whatever. And then all of a sudden, you get out. I got out, and I'm 21 with a theater degree, and I'm like, I am fucking stupid. I'm never gonna make any money with this ever. Like all of my schooling is in art. There's no point i have a mfa in poetry what the fuck is that good for <laughs> nothing that is i am it's like i'm destined to be poor it's 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 but back in the day like there used to be patrons who were like oh i will patronage of art and i will give you money in a room of one's own and you i think paint. there still are some people like that i think you could yeah. still find them like just rich people oh, who God. if they believe in what you're doing i think uh they'd, they'd be willing to because i've known comics who Get are floated by some rich people every once in a while, and maybe there's a sexual element to it. But uh, right, there's always a sexual element. Maybe, we but maybe we... not. I I feel like um, sometimes it's not even. Do, have you ever been like uh, harassed at a show for any reason? Have you ever oh, felt yeah. like I, like uh, sexually harassed by? Yeah, but it's not like I was <laughs> like losing sleep about it. Like oh, this yeah. uh, lady. Um, well, she told me, she's like, when you go up on stage, this is at, I think, the Syracuse or Buffalo show that it did with, on this tour. Yeah. goes, when you go up on stage, I'm going to grab your ass. And I'm like, all right, so then I paid. And she's, you know, this old, like, black lady. Yeah. And, uh, and so I made sure I, I don't walk past her yeah. when I'm going on stage because she had just told me that, you know. And, uh, but when I'm coming off stage, I forgot. You know? Oh. So I'm walking back to my seat and then, yeah, she, like, grabs my ass. But whatever, I, mean, I took a picture with her, it was great. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah. I, you know. There you go, you were sexually arrested. Me, you're part of the Me Too campaign. <laughs> right on, keep these like, I, solidarity ladies. But I've also sexually harassed, so, you know. I have too, I have sexually harassed <laughs> so many, both men and women. Yeah. Absolutely, I am, t I have been, I am the worst Feminist. I am a hundred percent like misogynist. I've grabbed asses. I've grabbed men's think asses, that makes women's you a asses. Misogynist, though. If you grab an ass that's unwanted, I don't think that makes you a misogynist. I think it may be a bad drunk decision. Right. But I don't think it may, it means you hate women. No, I don't. I don't, see how I that, don't hate women. I, you know. Yeah. I don't think just. Oh, that's another thing. I believe. I don't believe in uh, getting offended on other people's behalf. <gasps> Thank you know you. what I mean? There's uh, so yeah. many people now just get offended on other people. And it's like, well, are you actually, do yeah. you actually feel any, and no, right. just, I know somebody right. who has autism. So, yeah. like, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, yeah, so people many people freak out. 
over other people's issues. It's like, it's none of your business. Why you get so dramatic? It's nothing to do with you. And that's the thing. I, I don't get offended by anything unless it's directly, directly at me. Unless, so if somebody's talking shit directly to me yeah. and about me, uh, you know, then I'll get offended. I don't know if that's even, you can call that offended, but... Yeah, you're just like, stop talking shit about me to my yeah. face. Yeah. Don't be a uh, but anything else, like, you know, people could say slur, curry monkey, I've heard people say Wow. That. But curry it, it, it monkey. depends the, it depends the context. One. It depends yeah, the context. That's a cute you know? curry monkey. If somebody's monkey. like saying oh. that at me, like they think they're better, or they're, they're joking like, oh, around, I don't, I don't care. But and you're it, my little curry monkey? That's like a sweet, Rory, that's a term of endearment, Rory right? Rory Hensley texts me me curry monkey once a week <laughs> that's great i'm like oh glad you, you haven't drank yourself to death yet you know oh, it's there you good. Go. i uh, still have his number in my thing too uh it's three o'clock i know you wanted to get oh. out of here do you want to tell us when your uh, next show back. at um buck hornis uh, um, is it every other is it going to be once a month I think every other Thursday I, I told every other Thursday I, I uh, make seconds. sure they get a PA for the next one because I don't want to keep dragging your PA back right it's, it's kind it's, of annoying it's a pain in the ass well, it, but the thing is if I'm on the show and I can stay I can always bring it back and it's not right, a big deal right but that's also a pain in the ass for you to drag it's not, it back. It's but not I think that they, now they, that they it has the cart the cart is easy I think they just ordered one though. So. Okay, good. But yeah, you're you're always welcome on that show. Thank so you. that's on the 22nd, I think, is the next 22nd one. 22nd of, of February. February. Buckhorn is at right. You go to the take the Bart to the Montgomery. Come up, and it's right there on Market Street, Market and Second, right. Market and Montgomery. Right off that. Go check Bart it out. Stop. And they have really good beer. They have really good beer selection, and their onion rings are awesome. Their food is totally overpriced. So if you're a comic, if you're you a- you only get um. An appetizer, which is already in the green room. Anytime you order food, you're not going to get a discount on it. Because we had a comic last time who uh, kind of pulled a dine and dash. I thought may- <gasps> maybe he thought they just got the food. Oh. So I, I ended up having, cause, you know, I invited him there and right, stuff. So sure. I ended up covering it. I left with a $50 fucking bar tab by what? the end of it. Yeah. So, so basically... We can talk about this. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. Uh, hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us on Some Call Me Tim. This has been Keith D. Keith Dirty. Go check him out at... At Real Keith Dirty on uh, Twitter, Snapchat, Instagram. Check uh, him out fucking with the MTA people. Yeah, yeah. Hilariously. Uh, and then uh, follow him on the Facebooks and see where all his shows are. He does a lot of stuff at Milk Bar. You're Sylvan. You got all Milk Bar. Guys. I got a podcast on iTunes called Road Rage with Keith D. Road Rage. It's uh, There's six episodes. It's, it's a good podcast. Cool. Sweet. Uh, thanks for being here, Keith D. Everybody, bye. <laughs> All right, that was Keith D. In an old episode of Some Call Me Tim. It was fun. I'm eating sunflower seeds. They're delicious. Not sunflower seeds, I'm sorry, pumpkin seeds. You can eat the whole thing, like skin and all. It's crazy. It's going to probably hurt coming out. So, that's fine. And you know what we're going to play? Actually, because, um... I'm excited about it, and I love his shows. We will play some flat black plastic. Um, If you guys are ever wondering, like, what shows on the station should I listen to? One of them is definitely flat black plastic with Scott O every Saturday from noon to two. It's a great show. It really is. And I'm going to find it. I promise. La la la. I really will. Or you know what I'll do? 
I'll play the underwear only show from last year at um, the festival. That's what I'll do. This is unusual. Hi, Mutiny. How we doing tonight? Yeah. Woo! Woo! Thank you. As we fill in, I will stall for time. How we doing, everyone? So good. Thanks for coming out to Underwear Only, the sexiest show in San Francisco happening right here. Yeah. Thank you. What is this? All right. Mm. Thanks so much for coming. I will be your host. My name is Jeff. Hi, me. How we doing over here? We good? There we go. There we go. Guys, we need to get some energy in here, all right? No, don't worry. I'll do it for you. All right, let's just start it first. Let's start it with a couple calm response. If you would do, where my dudes at? If you would do, let me hear you say, yeah. Yeah. All right, ladies. Ladies, if you're a lady, let me hear you say hey. 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 Some shy ass ladies in the audience, that's okay. Don't identify yourself. Where are my lizard people at? Any lizard people, let me hear you say ah. Sweet, we got a few Illuminati in the audience, that's tight. Guys, um, this is the first show I've ever done where I've, I've had to be Totally naked on stage. Uh, it's a new thing. Uh, there's a bunch of uh, Duke comedians, and I think one lady who's going to be up here. So it's going to be hot. It's going to be real hot. You know, I'm in boxers. I was worried, you know. Uh, boxers have this little, like a little hole right here. So a dick may or may not pop out during this show. Yeah. That's what you get for $10 a mutiny. That's what you get! Yeah! Fuck yeah! So much material. Uh, give it up for Pam for putting this all on, also. How you doing, Pam? You feeling good? Last show of the night? I gotta ask, uh, what was the selection process for this show? We did a live on all the casting. Oh, yeah? Oh, great. <laughs> Oh, okay. No, no, no. But like w this specific show. You were skinny, and I thought that would be funny. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. Tight, tight. Um, where do I go from here? Uh, I'm just gonna do some like new shit. Um, I enjoy pornography. Enjoy pornography, guys. Give it up if you know what pornography is. Give, just clap it up. <laughs> You're a fucking liar, sir. <laughs> You're a fucking liar. I love Pornhub. I love watching Pornhub. Frequented a lot. Ladies, if you don't know what Pornhub is, it is um, a hub <laughs> for porn. It's great. Uh, 
I love it, but I've done some research recently. There's some great things on that site. They have sections for all your favorite stuff, you know. What, what's your name, sir? Mike, what do you like to look at on Pornhub? What do you like to look at on Pornhub? This is a game show, baby. <laughs> look at the breasts! Number one answer on the board! That's tight. That's tight. Breasts are tight. Breasts are real cool. Um, did you know that they have an SFW section of Pornhub? You guys know what that is? If you don't know what SFW section, it means safe for work. Yeah, which begs the question, who the fuck is trying to watch porn at work, <laughs> right? You know what's on the SFW section of Pornhub? All three of the Shrek movies. <laughs> All three of them in entirety on SFW. So you can just watch, you know, a delicious movie of a guy just railing a girl for like 20 minutes. And then when you're done with that, you can enjoy maybe Shrek number one, a beautiful story of Shrek and Donkey going on an adventure, right? Get tired of that, go back to another movie of like a guy, a guy, a guy, a guy, and another guy shooting silk ropes on a girl's face. And when you're done with that, you can go back and watch Shrek 2, Shrek 2, happily ever after, after that. All right, and when you're done with that, you can go and watch a guy, a girl, a midget, and a donkey really explore themselves. And once you're done with that, you can go on to Shrek 3. Shrek 3, there's a Puss in Boots or some shit like that. Moving on, next joke. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm having fun here. What do you, what do you, what is this guy doing? <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Tight. <laughs> Tight. Tight. Oh, is oh, so he just feeling the, the wheat cookies and stuff? And just, oh, that's sick. Okay. Okay. What's your name? Uh, elbow. Elbow? Elbow. elbow. Yeah. Like your real name yeah. is Elbow. Uh -huh. And your father was like knee or some <laughs> shit. <laughs> that was your grandpa. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's yeah. tight. Yeah. Cool. Wow. What? So. Your dad was knuckle? Are you seriously a fucking family of just ligaments? <laughs> oh, that's tight. Yeah. That's, that's real tight. Like nice I thank you. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> Give it up for Elbow, everyone. Making me feel better. I am, I'm a skinny boy. Uh, I recently discovered that I am a small. Like my shirt size is a, is a small. It's a sad day, okay? I have been holding on to medium for dear life, <laughs> right? And then I was in the store the other day, and I was like, why does this shirt fit so, why do I look so, oh, oh no, no, like it was so, a, a men's small, a small man. <laughs> Another way to put that, a child's extra large. An extra large child is what I feel like, okay? <laughs> and it's hard, because I, I knew it's been coming. I've known, all right? I get a lot of nice little comments. Oh, I'm cute. I'm adorable. I get a lot of that. Uh, I was at a show one time, and this girl comes up to me out to my set. She's like, oh, I really liked your stuff. I'm, re I'm really into you. And I'm like, oh, thanks. Yeah, I'm really into petite guys. <laughs> what does that mean? Am I like a fucking dog? Does she want me to like get in her purse or some shit? <laughs> or does she want to just fuck like a baby man? I don't care. I'm game. Like, whatever. I just need to know, right? I love this place. I just, I had to post. 
Uh, I love this place. This place, um, if anyone doesn't know, before Pam took it over, this place used to be called uh, Pirate Cat Radio. Yeah. They used to have bacon coffee, which was disgusting. It was... If anyone, they used to serve coffee and they would just take bacon fat, just like the gross shit that you'd make after making bacon and they'd put it in the coffee and they'd be like, oh, it's so artisanal. <laughs> and they forced Anthony Bourdain to choke the shit down on an episode. It was fucking gross. Yeah, there's an episode of that, no reservations. This place holds a special place in my heart because this is the first place I ever took a date to on like a blind date. Uh, <laughs> uh, it was... Uh, in college uh, when I had neither a job nor money. And it's really hard because I was online dating at the time and to like pull a girl from the internet when you have neither a job nor money, you have to trick them, you have to fool them <laughs> into coming into the daylight. And how many times can I invite a woman to a romantic evening under the stars before she realizes that I'm homeless? Like how many do I get? And, um, yeah, I don't know. I got a, a, a minute? got a minute. Okay, I'm going to go through a joke really fast. Uh, does anyone like cocaine here? <laughs> all right. This is the right place to be. I'm a cop. All you guys are going to jail. <laughs> um, the first time I did cocaine. Well, not cocaine one time. Uh, I attempted it. Um, I was bored on a Friday night. I had nothing to do. I was like, I'll just try cocaine. I know a guy. <laughs> so I call him up. I'm like, yeah, I'd like to buy some cocaine, please. <laughs> and he's like, that'll be $80. Click, right? And um, I get $80. I meet him in a bar. And it was like this, it was like out of a movie where I was like, oh, hey, what's up? And he's like, you got the money. And I like give him the money. And then he slaps my hand. And inside the hand is the drugs, right? Like some good felt, like a fucking mobster shit. You could have just like tossed it to me. No one would have fucking cared. This is San Francisco. No one gives a shit. But I get it. And I've never seen $80 of cocaine before. And if you've ever seen $80 of cocaine, it's the smallest amount of nothing you could ever <laughs> possibly buy. It is so upsetting. Because I buy like $80 of like weed or like alcoholic, $80 of weed is like a, a beanbag chair full of weed. Just a delicious amount you could smoke all day. $80 of alcohol is like enough alcohol to kill a dog, right? <laughs> like you're getting shit done with that amount, right? This is like, a, like I thought he had just given me like a free sample of something like at Costco or some shit. <laughs> it was so little, I was crisp, I was just heartbroken. So I'm like walking out, just like sad. And then he follows me out the door and he's like, well, where do you want to go do this shit, right? Which I didn't know can happen. I didn't know when you buy hard drugs, they'll want to hang out with you and like take back the thing that they just sold you, which is like a bullshit business transaction. You can't do that anywhere else. Okay, you can't go to like a McDonald's and order a cheeseburger and sit down to enjoy a delicious cheeseburger. And then the fry cook comes out and he's like, let me get in and buy that burger, bro. <laughs> Pass it to the left, right? <laughs> so I lose him and I go home uh, and I say I have plans and I don't. Uh, so I decide to do the cocaine on my nightstand alone. Uh, if you aren't laughing, you don't understand how sad that is. Uh, 
Let me give you an analogy. It's like go to Chuck E. Cheese and go into one of those birthday rooms and just eat pizza by yourself for like an hour. That's what it's like. When you're doing cocaine, you're just fucking focused on whatever it is you're doing. But the only thing I could think about that entire goddamn night was how expensive this whole ordeal was, you guys. So don't do drugs. Are we ready to start this fucking show? Yeah. All right. I have no pockets, so it's in the lining of my pants. Everyone, give it up for your first act, Mr. Jason Anderson. Jason! I also have the boxer problem. So um, I, I was at a Doctor Who convention last weekend and I bought a Dalek pen. So I'm using that to uh, keep my genitals away from you guys because I know the best thing to keep people away from my genitals is explaining that I like Doctor Who. That <laughs> tends to work, it does, it tends to work. Oh, fun, fun, all right. So um, yeah, I, uh, so I used to work at Tower Records. Any of you guys remember yeah. Tower Records? All right, yeah. Best job I've ever had in my life, working at a record store. Because like literally all I did for a living uh, was I was at App Shazam. Yes, <laughs> like pre-Shazam, that's what you had to do was call up Tower and be like, hey, do you know that song? Oh, baby, you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was uh, Bismarcky, that was my job. I did to say that for a living, yeah. You know, where people call up and be like, hey, do you know that song? I did it all for the nookie. And I'd be like, <laughs> click. <laughs> 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 Yeah. <laughs> and that's why Tower's bankrupt. <laughs> that's, that's basically what happened, yeah. Uh, uh, the weird thing about like being a person that worked at a record store, like number one, I'm better than you all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and also I know some like really, really obscure music. You guys wanna hear the very first country song ever written? Yeah. You, guys wanna, you guys wanna hear the very first, I have to move, yeah! yeah. Uh, this is the very first, yeah, yeah. Country drums. Very first country song ever written. Very first country song ever written, now with drums. Tractors aren't invented yet. Very first, very first country song ever written. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's actually, there's, there's two verses, there's a little bit more. We're not even racist yet, no, we're, <laughs> we've always, always been a little, it's always, always been in there, it has, yeah. Oh, geez, so uh, you might be able to tell by my body, but I'm 35, I can, can you tell, yeah. Yeah, I just turned 35. Um, well, thank you. Yeah, uh, 35 is the age where you say your age on a microphone, one lone guy woos. That's it. That's all, <laughs> all you get. Yeah, that's all you get. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm at this like weird age in my life where like all my friends are like working out and eating better, and I just walk around with Tums in my pocket. Like, <laughs> that's the commitment I've made. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, <laughs> so now I'm at this point too, like I went out with a bunch of friends to a bar. I, I walked into the bar and excitedly turned to everyone and said, oh my God, it's a Smash Mouth cover band. <laughs> and then like two seconds later, turned back, oh, never mind, it's just the band Smash Mouth. They're just, <laughs> they're just playing this bar. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, I, I can't go to clubs anymore, y'all. I'm, I'm past 35. You're past clubs, man. I don't, uh, like, I don't want to go to like a room with a bunch of like sweaty 20-year-olds and like listen to a DJ like sample 90 songs. You know, no, 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 no. I'm not about I'm not about clubs. I'm about Sam's clubs now. Uh, <laughs> I want to go to a room with a bunch of sweaty 40-year-olds and eat 90 samples. <laughs> yes, I will try the quiche. Yes, yeah, yeah. No, I'm not the same guy that just tried the quiche. No, I did. Can't you tell I took off my sweater? Different, totally different guy now. Totally different guy. Oh. Yeah. 35. It's a fun age, it is. Yeah, I found out a trick too. If you ever have heartburn, just walk into a room and go, Life is like a hurricane. All those people have Tums. Every single one of them has Tums in their pocket. Yeah. It's the, it's the 35 rule, it is. Oh, let's see here. I tried to write new jokes. Let me see here. Um, oh, okay. So I'm married. Um, I mean, my husband have been married for 10 years now. Um, thank you. Thank you. You're not going to like where this goes. <laughs> so um, I recently cheated. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was home alone. Um, you know, I was by myself. So I watched ahead of two episodes of Game of Thrones. Like... <laughs> It, anyone who's in a relationship gets that thing. Like that, that fucking matters. Like that, you know. I, I was all into it. Like I'm like I'm near the end of the second episode, and I hear his car pull in the driveway, and I just like freak out, and I frantically just turn the channel. And I, it's on Entourage, so he walks in, and I'm sweaty watching Entourage, and he, he thinks I'm masturbating to Entourage, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> we like we sat down and watched it, and I'm just like the worst liar. I'm like got to watch on, <laughs> to watch Game of Thrones with him. Like, oh, that's crazy. Those relatives doing that to each other. That's that's weird. Yeah. Oh, that main character. This is fucking crazy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I wish I just I wish I just fuck someone else. Like this, it would have been easier. It would have been easier. Uh, yeah, so 35. That's when you have nephews. Anyone have nephews in this room? Yeah, nephews? Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I was uh, hanging out at my sister's house, and uh, my nephew was uh, sexting with emojis, because that's what kids do now. They, they sex with emojis. That's, that's a thing. And I could tell it was like bugging my sister. So like, I decided to school him, and I was like, you know, in my day, if I wanted to sext, I had to pull out a TI-82 calculator and then type 8008. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Spells out boob. <laughs> and then my grandpa chimed in. He's like, well, if I want to do it back in my day, I had to use an abacus, you know? And that's how anal beads were invented. <laughs> yeah. Respect your elders. They really were the greatest generation, you guys. They really were. They really were. Uh, but I, I'm trying to use, like, uh, music kind of to, like, work through uh, hard times in my life recently. Um, a buddy of mine passed away. Yeah, yeah, it was really hard, you know. You know, I took some solace in knowing, like, however hard it was on me. Like, it was a little harder on him. Did the guitar help? That's the whole reason I brought the guitar, was for that one joke. That's pretty much it. Oh, let's see here. Um, okay, I'm actually going to get real for a minute here. Um... Uh, so I've, I've been kind of, I've really been dealing with big issues. Um, recently I had this recurring dream start coming up again. Um, when I was a kid, me and my dad were driving in the car and we like turned this corner um, and there was just like a deer standing in the road. Um, and we had like swerved and we hit this tree and I got knocked unconscious. Um, and I started having this recurring dream. It was like seeing the deer and then we hit the car or hit the tree. And like I was a little kid, I just couldn't understand like why the deer just like st stood there in the road and like stared, you know? 
Um, and then I got a little bit older, and my mom walked in on me masturbating. <laughs> and I just wished the car hit me. <laughs> just, just. <sighs> so I kind of hinted at it. Um, I, I'm a gay dude, so um, it's weird. I've, I've noticed sometimes, like uh, I was doing a show up in Reading recently, and I did a couple gay jokes, and I immediately just like the audience, you know, some some people just like, get really offended um, by just like approaching gay topics, you know. Um, so instead of like just like making a joke about it, um, I wrote a song. Um, so let me give you guys a little bit of a song for you. Where's my drums? <laughs> There's a lot of jokes that no one wants to hear. Comedians avoid certain topics out of fear. Rape, pedophilia, and domestic abuse are at that list top. But I know worse things to say. There's an easier way to piss an audience off. I say gay stuff! I say gay stuff! Positive gay stuff! I say gay! penis. <laughs> now this second verse was written for the homophobes. It's where the beat breaks down and there's a two clap solo solo solo. Clap clap. Now this second verse was written for the homo the, the, the homophobes. Oh wow. And this the part of the song where the beat just explodes and explodes so they can picture me sucking car. The picture me sucking car. The picture me sucking the They lost. <laughs> Nipples. But on a man. Yeah, yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you, yeah. yeah. All right, I'm Jason Anderson, yeah. have a good night. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't he fun? Oh man, Jason Anderson one more time. So, so good. All right, are we ready for our next comic? Everyone, everyone, please give it a big for Piper Shepard, everybody. Piper! Hey, guys. Anybody in here ever uh, contemplated time traveling before? <laughs> like, if you could do it, would you do something super noble for humanity, right? Maybe? Would you kill Hitler? I fucking wouldn't. <laughs> Seems like way too much of a challenge, right? Like, I'm not gonna pull that off at all. If I could go back in time, like, why wouldn't I just do something fun? Like, something super chill, right? Like, have a bunch of unprotected sex right before the government invents AIDS. <laughs> then I'm just gonna come right back to the present, because what the fuck else am I gonna do in the past? You guys, I'm a woman. Um, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> 
cross dress? Like, I could do that, theoretically, and eventually somebody would find out, right? And they're just gonna be like, come on, lady. Everybody knows women can't time travel. <laughs> all they do is distract all the great world leaders with their voodoo pussies that they created with their amethyst crystal dildos, so. It's not on my, it's not on my bucket list. Um, anybody in here have cats? Yeah! Oh, shit! How many do you got? Are y'all crazy cat people up in here? I just, I don't get it. I don't know what motivates a person to have 10 fucking cats. But I'm like, what are you doing? Are you like, you're scouting out a YouTube star or something, right? You're on some sort of DIY cat talent show out of your bedroom called America's Got Pussy? Like... Who's it gonna be, America? We're down to our final two cat testants. Um, I don't know. That's dumb. I, I just, I think cats are like teenagers, cause whenever they leave home for a few weeks, they're guaranteed to come back pregnant. So, All right, cool. So uh, the other day, I was drinking a grapefruit shandy. Because I feel like the high school prom gets too much flack for its taste in booze. And also women, right? Like, I go to bars all the time, and I'll get dudes that come up to me, and they're like, what, are you drinking grapefruit? Drinking some fruity drink? Why don't you drink your real drink, you know? Like a whiskey and Coke. I'm drinking a real fucking drink. I'm like, hey, man, did you know that's actually what the patriarchy wants you to think? Um, I don't know why the patriarchy hates fruit, but... That's all it's up to. It's just hating fruit. So why don't you shut the fuck up and drink a watermelon mojito for equality, sir? Um, I'm like, what are you gonna pour scalding black coffee down the throat of a baby? Like, fuck you. Um, yeah, nope, all right, moving on. <laughs> Guys, I am a manic depressive, right? right? No, don't, yeah. If you're like, what? You're like, what? Manic depressive is the old school term for bipolar disorder. Uh, and I don't, I don't like to say I'm bipolar because I'm like, I'm not a sexually promiscuous polar bear, right? Like, <laughs> manic depression, um, also it sounds, it's like a more elegant word. It sounds smart, it sounds studious. Like if I needed to, I could pull one over on like a dumbass kid, right? <laughs> Be like, yeah, manic depression, that's what I studied in college. Um, <laughs> It's actually what I do for a living. Um, it's actually Professor Manic Depressive to you. You know? Have, have you met my husband, Dr. Schizoaffective? And they're like, ma'am, that's just a picture of Neil Patrick Harris. Um, I'm also bisexual, but like, I'm cool with that term because what am I going to be like, a manic sexual? That doesn't sound right. <laughs> But let me, I'm very pure. I'm like a purist bisexual, right? I like to keep my scoreboards pretty even. You know, I'm not one of these chicks. I don't know if you've ever heard this, like a woman that's like, well, yes, I'm bisexual, but I'm hetero-romantic. Oh, yeah. Which, if you've never heard that, it's like a nice way for a girl to be like, yes, I, I sleep with other girls sometimes whenever my boyfriend pressures me into it. Um, <laughs> And like, I feel bad. I feel bad for all those straight girls that are in relationships where their boyfriends are like dragging them into three ways they don't want to be a part of. 
you're like, why are you doing that, dude? Like, it's like taking your girlfriend to a Patriots game, and you know she hates Nazis. (laughs) 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 Yes. So, um, I'm in a cult. Anybody? Has anybody ever been in a cult before? I'm in like a fun cult. It's a it's a psychedelic music cult, right? So like you know, it's like Helter Skelter, but better music, right? Remember Charles Manson put out that album? Imagine if that was good music. Like that's what we're dealing with, you know? It's like if um, Jonestown were to be crossed over with the children's television show Yo Gabba Gabba. Um, yeah. It's also it's just like primarily where I go to get laid, right? It's like, you know, the demographic I'm in, it's like kind of like a lot of guys, what they'd be like if they fucked women, but were gay guys, you know? That kind of juxtaposition. Uh, I don't know, to me there's nothing sexier than like a dude covered in silver body paint on acid. With a curiosity about perception. What's the gay scene like? It's where Piper's taking it to Pipe Town, you guys. Wait, what did you say? What's the gay scene like? What the gay, what's the gay scene like? Over there, yeah. Over where? In the cult? <laughs> Shit, I thought you were talking about an Listen, actual place. I don't know how to answer I'm your so question sorry. right now. I'm so sorry. We're just going to have to, okay. Anyway, no, that euphemism's a lie. You guys, I don't get laid at all. <laughs> I'm like horribly sexually frustrated and like I never get laid. And a lot of people come at me from this angle. They're like, well, you're probably just asexual, you know? You should just come to accept that about yourself, like asexual. And I'm like, fuck you, I'm not asexual, you piece of shit. I'm, s- I'm sexually artistic. Um, <laughs> not what I meant to say. That's totally wrong. <laughs> That's gross, right? Like, if I was sexually artistic, kind of sounds like somebody with Picasso-style genitals, right? Like, mutilated genitals, you know? Like, maybe they're using murky paint water as some sort of backwoods lubricant. Like, no. Um, I'm sexually autistic. Um, sexually autistic, yeah. You know, so basically what that means, I don't really, like, understand the language of sexuality at all, uh, and I blame the sexual autism on the HPV vaccine, so. Hey, all right. Does anybody, anybody here s- smoke cigarettes? Yeah, cool, nobody thinks I'm a piece of shit. Um, I'm like, I'm a cigarette smoker, and I've realized I'm like not gonna quit, uh, because, you know, they're marketing geniuses, guys. Have you ever been to a fucking rooftop party sponsored by Camer's Camel Cigarettes? I, uh, it's pretty sweet. Not to mention, for the past two years in a row, the only birthday cards I received in the mail were from American Spirit. So, yeah, it's like I'm not gonna quit smoking American Spirits because then I would lose my only friend. Um, <laughs> Have y'all ever tried to blow out a birthday cake where all the candles are just lit cigarettes? It's really, it's really not that easy. Um, we're having some fun, you guys. Uh, I gotta say, I was really like nervous about the show, the underwear show, because I'm like, I'm a feminist with B cups. I don't fucking own a bra. <laughs> like, and then I. And then I thought it was cool that like I'm the only chick on the show. It's like, yeah, we can't have more boobs than like two. People just get way out of control after that. Um, 
All right, I'm gonna get out of here, you guys. Uh, I just want to give you a little bit of a tidbit. Does anybody know how to how to know if you're a cat person or a dog person? It's based on which one you can keep alive the longest. <laughs> All right. Thanks. Enjoy the next sexy comedian. Piper Shepherd, everybody. This is this is fun, Pam. You should you should do this one more often. Underwear only. This is an interesting ass show. This is tight. All right, guys. We got two more wonderful comics for you, in only their underwear. <laughs> next one. Are you ready for your next comic? Yeah! Everyone, give it up big for Reed Clark, everybody. Reed Clark. I feel like I'm a few articles away from a slave auction. <laughs> no one asked me to see my teeth. <laughs> no, but seriously, thank you all for letting me speak at one of your rallies. Uh, <laughs> uh, give it up for Piper. Yeah, uh, I, re I respect most movements, you know, mostly bowel. <laughs> you know, I got to take a Coke shit right now. <laughs> you know, uh. But I just don't understand the free the nipple movement. You know, free nipple movement. Come on, ladies, don't y'all want to charge for that shit? <laughs> Come on, financial independence. Uh, I, I appreciate the underwear concept show. It helps with my body issues because I lost a testicle recently to uh, torsion. Uh, if you, does you, you, uh, torsion is when like your testicle. That's essentially what happened to my testicle. <laughs> to the people in the audience, the mic fell out of the cord, which is what. <laughs> <laughs> but no, uh, my girlfriend's a travel nurse, so uh, I have the uh, luxury of traveling to do comedy in different places, and DC is where we went. And uh, we found a place to live, and uh, one of the days we moved in, I had like a pain. But on this day, I had to go to a show, and it's it's hard to get money in the DMV area. It's hard to get paid as a comic. So uh, I had a show where it was like it was like an audition. So like you do this show, and then the next time you can get paid to uh, host. So uh, I had pain in my balls that I've had. I've had pain in my balls before, and this is why I was skeptical to go to the. <laughs> Who's ruling for that? <laughs> Uh, I have paid him. I've I've had this. I, I didn't immediately go to the hospital because I've had this pain before. Uh, in middle school, my ball hurt one time, and then I went to the doctor, and then you know he felt my nuts, and then I went to the uh, what's it called urologist, and then he felt my nuts, and then uh, they just were like, oh, it just happens sometimes, like a headache. Your balls just hurt. So in my mind, I'm like, the next time a whole bunch of old white men fall on my nuts, it's going to be because I get a deal. It's not. 
<laughs> it's not gonna be for no reason. So I didn't I didn't wanna go to the hospital. I just was in the back seat of the car and different places like raising my feet above my head for whatever reason, trying to tell myself like mind over matter, like it's just mild discomfort. It's gonna go away. It's mild discomfort, it's gonna go away. Because uh, I have a thing about pain. I've always wanted to be one of the dudes in the movies that get like beat up and then like their mouth is all bloody and they spit and they're like, What the fuck? Yeah. Yeah. What else, motherfucker? But I'm still I'm like, yeah, my balls hurt. I'm a man, though. <laughs> and also, I wanted to do this gig. So I do this gig. I do like a closer that maybe I guess I should do it now. But no, I'm not going to. But I, I leaned against some shit to do my closer. Went to the uh, hospital the next day because once you do that post-performance high, you don't. It doesn't matter what hurts. So <laughs> the next day, the next, uh, my my medicine was uh, Jack Daniels and weed, and uh, I made it. Don't applaud this. You're wrong for applauding this. The next day, I went to the hospital, and they were, and it was a weird thing because the doctor, once I like, explained the pain, like the doctor skipped a whole bunch of people like, hey, yo, pee in a cup, bro, because if your balls hurt, we need to take care of this shit. And the motherfuckers had like knife wounds and like a knife sticking out of their neck, and he was like, hey, get out of the way. This nigga's balls hurt. <laughs> we need to take care of this shit, son. Like, what happened in the last couple of days? Where you been at? You go to Atlanta City? I've been there. What happened? I was like, you lift something heavy? They're like, no. All right, pee in this cup. So I, I peed in it, and they told me I was going to lose my testicle. That was the first time I uh, cried in front of my girlfriend. Uh, <laughs> you weep like a motherfucker when they tell you you got to lose one of your nuts, man. I was like, oh, yes. What? So, so it's too late. I should have. And my problem was I listened to WebMD, which tells you that you have eight hours to 48 hours. So I was like, all right, so if it is this, I got time. Don't listen to, don't fuck with your nuts, fellas. <laughs> so they, what? All right, stop. Uh, <clears throat> so they tell me I lose my nuts and I uh, weep in front of my girlfriend and uh, uh, I get out, I get out of the, uh, no, that's not that funny. But uh, I gotta, I, after I go through this thing with my girlfriend, I have to like marry this woman, right? Like after the, at, at this point, I have to marry the woman that, you know, and, and, and the fucked up part was they didn't give me my dead ball, <laughs> right? Like when you get, a, when you get your, your teeth pulled, they at least give you the option. Like, hey, you want, you want this dead tooth? They, they could have gave me my, my nut in like a, a jewel box so I could propose to my girlfriend properly, like. <laughs> I want you to have the other one. Cause you, you gotta marry the girl that was with you through the nut, nuts, nut surgery. <laughs> uh, and it was, it was hard losing my nuts uh, because I used to call my testicles ball and oats, and no one wants to see Daryl Ball all by himself. It was tough losing my nuts because I used to call my nuts uh, Hootie and the Blowfish. And uh, <laughs> no one wants to see Darius Rucker all by himself. I don't know. I I don't know which one is better, and I just keep doing both. Um. But yeah, it's a lot of things to it. Like as a disclaimer, I lie on my Tinder. 
but I say like honesty is key. <laughs> because it's it's too much to go through. It's too much to go through to say I'm with a woman and we're in an open relationship and I have one testicle and I'm gonna make your dad upset. It's way too much. It's way too much to go through. Uh, I'm the type of guy that if I was stranded on a desert island, I would much rather uh, uh, eat my cum than drink my urine. Right? Because one, one is waste and one is life. And it's like a smoothie, you know, get a little protein. I'm also the type of guy I cum in my hand. There's a lot of different type of guys out there. Some guys, you know, they need a napkin or they need like a sock or the towel, you know, but I, I like to use it to my advantage. I tell ladies, like, you know, you're not gonna have to get all sticky. You're not gonna, you're not gonna ruin your sheets. No, look at me. <laughs> Don't hide your face, look me in the eye. <laughs> you're not gonna ruin your sheets. You're not gonna get all sticky. I'm just gonna come to myself. Go to the nearest sink and wash my hands. I take care of my kids. <laughs> I'm a good father. <laughs> Have you ever been in a situation where you saw someone and you thought they looked familiar, but you didn't want to like approach them because it was too awkward? Uh, it happened to me at a bar once, and it was like an older gentleman. I was like, how do I know this fucking old ass motherfucker? And I, I figured it out that I fucked his daughter in college. And <laughs> It was the weirdest thing because she had like a picture of him on the nightstand, which I always thought was interesting. But when like I fucking I'm trying to impress somebody, I try not to come quick. So I gotta think of shit like slavery. So I had to think <laughs> So I had to so I had to think about him like uh uh separating a family, you know? I had to think about put that bitch in the back of that wagon. Oh no, my babies, my babies, mama, mama, help me, help me, mama, I'ma write you, I'ma write you, babies. You know I told you how to read, I love you, I love you, I'm gonna find you, I swear to God. But you know me, that she had a she had a mirror in her dorm, so I came to myself. It was a callback that didn't work. Uh, the the first time I ever looked up uh, porn, it was uh, like a diagram of a vagina with all the terms because I just wanted to be able to lie correctly because I saw this one kid get embarrassed, right? This kid named Smalls, who was at the Y all the time. We called him Smalls because he was short. We weren't very creative. And uh, we, would play, we would play basketball with them, and some kids after like one of the games were fucking with them, like, Smalls, you, you a fucking virgin. You ain't never fucked no pussy. He was like, yeah, motherfucker, I fucked all these hoes. You know what I'm saying? I be getting hella pussy. And it was like, yeah, what, what hole you put it in? And he was like, man, you know the first one. And one of the guys was like, oh, uh, nigga, you fucked her in a pee-pee hole. And, and I, I still don't know if you can fuck a girl in a pee-pee hole or not. <laughs> <laughs> my, I have like uh, female cousins who used to fuck with me. They used to say that like women pee out of their butts. So like for a while, I believed that shit. <laughs> so I had to look up a diagram with all you know with all the things with all the with all the terms. So if someone asked me if I've had sex before, I'd be like, Yeah, you know, motherfucker, I was all up in that Vestaphorins. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, you know me. You know me. You know she. You know I was I was in the labia minor. You know what I'm saying? And they, you know. She she couldn't get me out them fallopian tubes, you know? <laughs> uh, 
Um, a lot of people ask me about religious beliefs, and I like to speak in parables. Like, you know, when a whole bunch of women get together and their cycles are synchronized, that just lets me know that as a human race, we're all connected, period. <laughs> Thank you. Reed Clark lost his testicle. This is also a medical show. You learn a few things. Guys, we're down to our last fucking comic. Are you ready for that shit? I see a lot of people not making noise. Let's try this one more time. Are you ready for your last comic? There we go. Everyone give it up big for Ben Clark, everybody. Ben Clark. Excited. There are more guitars on the show than women. Uh, <laughs> oh my god! All right. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'm going to start off with the, the commercial bullshit before we get into the real stuff. This is a, a quick little jingle. It goes, uh, "Do you need a box? Cause I got boxes. Welcome to the box store. If you need a box for whatever you want, well, look no more." I got big ones, small ones, wide ones, thin ones, boxes everywhere. So many boxes for you to put your junk in that I had to share. So come on down to the box store. Uh, yeah, I wrote that one for a brothel. Um, <laughs> thank you. Right. We will get back to this. We will get back to this. I just wanted to... You know, I did, I've done, it's fun, I, I live in Boston, and I came down for this festival, and, and in Boston they have a naked comedy showcase, so it's just this, but like all the way, and the first time I did it, I, I told my friends, like, I think I'm gonna bring my guitar, I think it'll be funny, and he was like, yeah, but you gotta make sure your dick is showing, you know, you can't use that as the cop out, and I was like, yeah, you're right, you know, that's probably true, and then I realized it's also probably the only time that's ever been good advice. Uh, <laughs> Like, yeah, you got that job interview coming up. Yeah, make sure your dick's showing. That'll really drive it home. <laughs> oh, yeah, hell yeah, man. I haven't been drinking all day. So this is great. I have this weird uh, thing where I like to drink or smoke before my sets because I don't want to end up with, like, a, a problem. Uh, so I wait for, I just stay nocturnal now so I can wake up, do comedy, and get fucked up. Um, but this is, like, my latest set of the show is I've been dying all day. I'm like, God damn, I don't want to get, all right, there's no joke there. Yes, thank you. All right. Uh, so I do work in Boston. Thank you. I do live in Boston, and I work as a driver in the city of Boston. I drive around all day. A little thing you learn when you drive around a big city is that sometimes the nearest public restroom is the water bottle in the back of the van. That's, <laughs> yeah, and it is really hard to poop in a water bottle. Um, there we go. Call that Comedy 101, guys. That's... <laughs> All right, so I do drive all day, and my favorite thing being in Boston, I don't know if you guys know anything about the city's reputation of just being horrible people, but it's accurate. Um, <laughs> it's very accurate. You guys are nice out here. I, I smiled, or I saw a stranger on the sidewalk yesterday. We made eye contact, and she smiled and said hello, and I panicked. I didn't, <laughs> can't handle it. And then I saw a bus honk at a car right in front of me for no apparent reason, and I was like, oh, I'm okay now. This is, this is what I know. Road rage is a huge problem in, in, in New England. Do you guys get road rage out here? Is it, is it a thing? Yeah. Hell yeah. Who, are you guys clapping it up? Because let, let me get this straight for you guys, right? I don't get road rage. I just love it when other people get road rage. That's how I get through my day, just antagonizing those of you that do. Like, I'll absolutely help you ruin your own day. You know, that's fine with me. I will poke and poke and poke and poke and poke and probably get shot one day, but until then, um, 
I'm having fun. I had a weird experience in my neighborhood in Boston recently where I watched a guy get out and then kick another dude's door in in broad daylight. And what was crazy about that wasn't that it happened because it, it's not too uncommon, but the guy that did it was wearing a suit. Like he was, he was on his way to do a job interview where he was probably like, hey, look, sorry I'm late, but like I, some guy mildly inconvenienced me, so I had to try to kill him. Uh, you understand. But I had, that was like a wake-up call for me because I like to just be this antagonizing asshole. And I was like, man, I really need to protect myself because that's going to be me one day if I don't do something. And I thought about like, hey, maybe I should get a gun, you know. And then I was like, mm. I settled on a baseball bat. And now I'll tell you guys right now, regardless of your beliefs, I don't have that much of a problem with guns. It's just that I suffer from depression. And unlike a gun, it is really hard to kill yourself with a baseball bat. <laughs> you, you have to earn that. You understand? Like... That is the one time suicide is not the coward's way out. I'm just going to say it. I don't know. So I, I ended up getting a bat, but then I thought about that some more, and I was like, that's not very fair of me if like, I lure some guy out of his car and I jump out with a bat. Now, I'm this big-ass bully who just trapped him. Uh, so what I'm doing now instead, I actually have two bats in my car. Yeah. Because I'm waiting for someone to get out really mad at me, and I can just jump out with both of them, throw them on, like, let's do this. Are we? I think that's scarier. I really do. And I thought about this too, if they get out with a bat already, I'm just gonna jump out with a baseball. I think, uh, I think that's, uh, then when I get pulled over, that's not a weapon, I'm just an athlete. That's, uh, no. I don't know. I had a weird experience uh, doing comedy last year in the middle of uh, Pennsylvania. I don't know how many of you here for uh, Andy set in the last show. Anyone here for the last show? Clap it up, all right. So those of you already here will know he was talking about it being a bit of a red state. It is very red there. Um, but I was in the middle of that small town in the middle of Pennsylvania, and I had some guy at a red light behind me, and the light turned green, and then I didn't notice. And that guy behind me just let me figure it out. And it blew my fucking mind. Because I had five seconds of undivided green, and I became convinced that one of those two things had to be a hallucination. Because in Boston, after four seconds, my tires are slashed. You understand? Somebody's gotten out of their car like, you didn't fucking need to use these anyways. <laughs> I just think it's a really messed up cultural thing because in, in, in Massachusetts, where I live, we were the, actually the first state to legalize gay marriage. It is a very blue state. Right? Yeah. And the people there, they pride themselves in like their diversity and their inclusion and the way that we're all accepting. But as far as I'm concerned, the state model should be like, hey, man. You can be anyone you want here. You can be gay, straight, black, white, Asian, Mexican, Latino, whatever. Just not slow when the light changes. Yes. That is the line we draw. And I think that's really fucked up because when I go back to central Pennsylvania and I sit at that same green light, the dude behind me in his pickup truck's like, look, man, you take as long as you need. Just don't be queer about it. No. All right, guys. I don't know, I'm gonna grab the guitar here. Usually I have some sort of a segue, but instead there's, there's no segue. Um, I'm just gonna put this on and hope it sounds. So I flew out here, uh, which was cool, and I wanna do some airline humor, because I find that not enough comics do airline humor. So I'm bringing it back. All right, this is a song about being on an airplane. Um, I wrote it, uh, I don't think I wrote it on an airplane. I don't know where I was going with that. Late night, it's a red-eye 